You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Recorded live. Black Power Beautiful Holier. This is Feet on the Ground Radio. This is Brother Cause. Tonight is news, news, news. Uh, just getting on here tonight. Uh, the topic, initial uh, story is going to be Jada and the Oscars. Why now? And of course, more news stories going on uh, related to things going on all over the world and especially in your neighborhood. Black Power. All right, so just give me a moment as I pull some articles up, and we wait for the other co-hosts to get on the line tonight. And as always, we want to start the show off with a praise and eternal glory to Garvey, and long live the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Yeah. Black Power, Superman, Karai. Oh, Black Power, Brother Boy. Just call, just, just call it in. <laughs> yeah, what's good? How are you? Oh, I'm doing, doing good, man. I was just uh on the Brother Tim Black show about 30, 45 minutes ago and uh got that little hangout, little text saying we live, so I jumped off and called in. What's good? Oh, all right. Yeah, man, yo, that brother, man, I like his perspective, man. <laughs> he said he want to come on Thursday, but he got to, he got to come on before uh, 6 o'clock, so we may have to go on a little early or whatnot, but he did. Uh, I think he wouldn't listen to the archives or whatnot, and he hit me up today in the email. That's why I called in his show today. He was like, yeah, make a ride. be free Thursday, um, 12 to uh, uh, 6 o'clock. So I said, all right, well, I'll get, give my co-host, and uh, we'll decide if we want to come, you know, if we have our show a little hour early or something like that, or, we, you know, we'll accommodate somehow. But, yeah, he over there rocking out right now. Good, to, uh, It's good to build with linked minds, you know what I mean, or, or to link up with like people, you know what I mean? 
I got a uh, email from a friend, and uh, they sent me a picture. You know, I don't have a Facebook account, so they sent me a picture from a, a Twitter and a Facebook from uh, you know the white boy Michael Moore, mm-hmm. a film producer. He's from Flint, Michigan, and he put the stick together and was like, "It's sixty percent black people there." He even said it. It's, it's subtle genocide that's going on there, and based on the location of Flint, Michigan, I would have to agree because. Geography, you know, if we look at it on the map where the geography of Flint, Michigan is, that's by the Great Lake region of North America. One of the biggest positive fresh water, you know what I mean? Now, we ain't talking about gut bucket Mexico or somewhere in the southwest or in the desert, you know what I mean? We're talking about the same state where the Great Lakes is, you know what I mean? So this this is this is no coincidence at all. Man, brother, I was watching uh a SETI lecture, uh, one of them old ones that he used to do back in the back in the bookstore, you know, and uh, he was like, man, he he had, you know, he always used to have that map right behind him, you know. He point to the map, he point to directly where they at, and he's showing them exactly like, you know, it's in a strategic location because of all the fresh water right there. They said, man, you better be goddamn. Ready, man, could these hoes finna come in and attack yeah, And I'll be goddamn. Oh, black power mm-hmm. to the family. Black power to the family. Black power. Black power. What's funny is, black power. What's funny is, we get to see word for word, line for line, play for play, the, who was it, Professor Griffin, something who brought this up, where Europeans create the problem and then they come right behind it with the solutions, right? So regarding the Flint, Michigan issue, the people immediately on the scene, Catholic charities. Seen, but one, of course, they don't give donations in the blind eye. They always want to be seen shaking hands and taking pictures. But Catholic charities urging people to, you know, want to be seen giving a certain amount of cases of fresh, you know, bottled water to these people and so forth, and this is the cause and effect. They cause it. 
and then they get the desired effect that they come back and clean it up. You see what I'm saying? I say. I say, and then and I see, I see your boy. Uh, I ain't saying your boy, but you know the boy Fifty Cent. He put out there saying, you know that ain't shit, but a tax write off anyway for the boy. They they ain't tripping. Exactly. You you would think you would think all kind of motherfuckers would be looking, jumping on that. It ain't nothing but a game to these motherfuckers, man. Exactly. But we get to just see how how you know this concept and this reality of white supremacy is like a spider web. Everything is connected. You know what I mean? Everything's connected back to the head. And, you know, for 50 Cent to make that comment and speak regarding, you know, the role of the the so-called, what's the word, the philanthropists, the people who give to those who have billionaires who do good things, those motherfuckers. Well, it's really a tax write-off. But when you look more into I think Sister Camille said that it was like 50,000 millionaires in America, something like that, I might be off. But when you have that level, that number of many of uh, millionaires who are African or black, you have to really ask yourself, what the fuck is an endorsement? It goes beyond Oscar Mayer Wieners. It goes beyond Haynes. You see what I'm saying? It goes beyond McDonald's. When you're endorsing a company, you're not just endorsing its product. You're endorsing its ideology, its ideas. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That mission statement. <laughs> exactly. So when you sign the, and people take these deals and they're uh, looked upon as being, uh, you know, now they're endorsed, you know, what, what, what do you call people who support endorsement? What, what are they called? Uh, 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 oh, what's the one I'm looking for? The individuals who receive the endorsements, people who put themselves in position, they all have a common root. If you notice, they're all in some kind of uh, uh, entertainment. They they have a connection with media. You see what I'm saying? They don't endorse doc. You know, you, you very rarely see the nigga who won the Nobel Peace Prize, for example, endorsing uh, country crop butter for, or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. or pine salt. You see what I'm saying? You did have have a motherfucker thinking they really doing some, you know what I'm saying? Like you say, man, create the create the problem, and then you look like you just you look like you the savior when you come in and goddamn drop water bottles out the crowd, the nigga. They said, how long did they say? that it took them just to try to get them to fucking acknowledge the fact that it was laid in the water. She said they've been fighting that shit for like months or something, huh? Trying to get that shit out there. Motherfuckers turn a blind eye to that shit while niggas sitting there dying. So it just shows you even, even the so-called honest dealing water company in Flint. 
is in the same bed with you. See what I'm saying? You see yeah, just how, you how far you can go. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But given the history of the European, we shouldn't be surprised. We're dealing with the biggest drug dealing, genocidal, hypocritical maniac mm-hmm. on the planet, right? Yeah, can't nothing this motherfucker do should surprise us anymore, you know. But uh, man, I look at a nigga as a nigga goddamn me a damn fool if shit if shit do surprise you these days, shit, you goddamn fool. You surprised that these white folks will, if will, will, you know what I'm saying, purposely wake up and think about killing off a, a certain number of niggas a day. You're a damn fool. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to quickly say a quote from uh, the, the Republican governor of uh, Michigan and. Uh, and it's, this sums it up, you know, as far as how, you know, the cracker is really good at kind of being dismissive of his involvement and, you know, failure to take responsibility up front, of course. Why why would he when he doesn't have to? But he says, um, you know, he'd like to – this is just an initial address to the, the people of Flint, Michigan, where he said, uh, I'd like to address the people of Flint. Your families face a crisis, a crisis you did not create and could have not prevented. I'm sorry, and I will fix it. That was it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, when you think about the volume, it's no big deal. Yeah, when you think about the volume of the situation, you know, he was better off not saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, damn. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a good reason to leave or um, migrate out of that area for people affected by it, which um, at the end would really only lead to space being made for people to come in after it's fixed. Exactly what they wanted in in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's to goddamn get the niggas out of that area, you know? I mean, look at all the areas that 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 are being populated by blacks. That's by the that's by the big body of water like that, man. You know what I'm saying? By the fresh water like that, shit. And see, what you take from this, what you take from this, and what you take from the killings that the police have been doing on young kids and so forth, I like to tie things together. I noticed that the European likes to play this game, putting checks and bases in place so that people can be held accountability for the, the actions that they commit, right? But they have levels and titles, right? So when, so when we ask the question, why President Obama? doesn't speak on the atrocities that take place in Flint. Well, he's the president of the United States, and that state has a governor. 
And in that governed state, the city has a mayor. You see what I'm saying? So it would be Octave Hands. It would, it, would, it would be the governor of that state that would have to step in. But before he could step in, it would be the mayor of the city. Would have to, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's hypocrisy. It's the same thing with the police. The individual police officer is supposed to answer to a so-called lieutenant, and that lieutenant answers to a sergeant, and that sergeant answers to a commissioner, and that commissioner answers to the mayor. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If you see no change, that means they're doing their fucking job. No, no accountability at all. That's what it was designed for. That's what I think Michael Mack said. Democracy is nothing more than disguised hypocrisy. Because, first off, I can't name an honest European who's accountable for anything, not even his history. You see what I'm saying? Let alone what he did his last political campaign. Let alone what he did last night. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And you have a whole Congress, a whole a plethora of these crackers with the same amnesia in Congress, in the Senate, in uniform. In suits. In this case, all the way down from the mayor to the water man. You see what I'm saying? To the water man, bro. <laughs> Ain't that a bitch? That shit crazy. Every person One thing in I... the water company turned their blind out of that shit. Mm hmm. I just keep seeing the same hypocrisy, no accountability. Even in regard, and I understand when it comes up because they owe us no favors, and we shouldn't expect them. But when it comes to dealing with their own policies, with their own people, see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, just look at the situation right there, shit. You know, it's 60% blacks, but shit, what that mean to the other 40%, you know what I'm saying? You probably got at least 20 of them is white folks. Shit, they they sacrifice their ass. Fuck them. Yeah. That's collateral damage. Collateral damage for the big picture. They big picture to get, get, take control of that area right there. Push a nigga up out of that bitch. kind of goes to show you that to some extent their plan is not moving along fast enough. Well, or I'll say it differently. We're not dying at a fast at, at a rate that they calculated. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, every they like to do their little quarterly, you know, every our little annual report, sir. You know, the math scientist comes in, you know, the projected numbers for the quarter of 2016 was supposed to show that these many numbers of blacks are supposed to be dead or in jail or so forth, and they're just not meeting in the quota. You see what I'm saying? They ain't getting there. They're trying to get us to that negative, that negative birth rate, and, and no matter what they do to us, it ain't, it ain't happening. And exactly, and they're doing extreme methods. For them to take this tactic on poisoning water is not new. But it is extreme in regard in all the other ways they could take it. So you see what I'm saying? They trying everything.
that even if they're putting their own in jeopardy, few of their own out there, huh? like, fuck it, we got to get as many as we can get. That's what I see. I'm seeing the police getting orders saying that we don't have enough space in the in the prisons to put these niggas in. So it's really, you know, it's easier to kill these niggas. You know what I'm saying? They're more aggressive on that. They, they, they seem to be, I mean, we face this shit every day. We don't talk about it every day when we should. But let's face reality. We face this shit every day. And even though we face it every day, the past two, three years, they've been stepping it up. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Stepping it up, nigga, to, to the utmost. All levels, too. Because you know, when the street cop gets his orders from the fucking top, the niggas ain't out there just. You know what I'm saying? Randomly shooting young black males and shit. This shit is coming from top of the chain on down. Mm-hmm. And the police chief gets his orders from the commissioner. And the commissioner gets his orders from the mayor. And the mayor has to support and be held accountable for the corporations, the voters who put him in power. He has to fulfill their interests. Yep. See, we could tie all this shit together. When we tie it on together, we tie in the concept of Europeans being an aging population. When we talked about the last show, we could tie that in and saying, okay, Europeans are aging population. When you understand that, you'll understand. When they say Social Security, you'll, you'll have to be 72 when we get older to retire. Why? You know, don't ask the question why. Because it's worked. And it's worked very well. People pay to the system, and they're getting meaning life expectancy is longer. Retirement, people are retiring earlier, or, or the baby boomers, and they fucking been retired 30 years and still getting their money. See what I'm saying? We talking about whites. Now, I'm still looking up and they're seeing the projected numbers of black babies being born. Even though we represent a large poverty level, we still represent numbers, and numbers can change things. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's they, if you notice, that's they, they're focusing their attention on our youth. They ain't focused, they ain't worried about no old niggas or no, you know what I'm trying to say? They're focused on yeah. tightening up school, making sure the youngsters stay, make, making sure youngsters support homosexual behavior, mm-hmm. making the young basically neo-colonialists very early, you see what I'm saying? Caught up in that that individual concept as opposed to a group concept and shit too. Mhm. Brother Mickle, I use what you got me thinking about. We y'all be over here thinking about the wire, bro. You know they showed that perfectly how everything, how all the motherfuckers was was intertwined and, and having to, you know what I'm saying? Supposedly, institute uh, like that. Even down to the smallest of, you know, what you would think had nothing to do with it. You know, a man wanted to go get a building. He had to go through the chain of command. Mhm. They got a pecking order. You know what I'm saying? It's funny because that pecking order. I don't know where y'all at, but y'all can feel me because it's the same everywhere. That pecking order even exists in the prison system that they are held by. 
they call him in California the the, the higher power, right? Mm-hmm. These are the lifers. You see what I'm saying? Now, just analyze this for a minute, right? For the white Nazis, right, and the Mexicans, they all answer to these, quote, higher powers, right? Because the higher powers are lifers, they really have nothing to lose, right? And they make sure that they put their power in place because the main tool they use is extortion. See what I'm saying? All commissary go through them first. All approval for any activities have to go through them. Last time I was locked up, I'm in the J-Tank, CDC, and we was, we was the only unit that didn't have a race war to pop off, right? Now, the niggas, we still under... Uh, uh, we still small. I think it's probably like 10 of us, maybe 12, 30 Mexicans. What was it? One Asian, one Jew. But the Jews with the white boy. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was bust at the time, right? Now, the blacks didn't come up with this idea, right? We had our TV. Everybody had their TV days, no problem. Everybody had their bathroom days, no problem. It, around this time, it was it was Thanksgiving, right? The Paisas, these are the Spanish-speaking Mexicans, they came up with the idea that, hey, man, we should have a potluck, man. We should all put in a soup for Thanksgiving, right? It's a white pastor in there, and every night before the, before the lights go off, he has a little Christian circle. He's in jail for selling crack to his congregation, right? Talk all this shit about Jesus Christ. When he got wind of this potluck, First thing this cracker said was, oh, the higher power is not going to like that. I thought the higher power was God. So even though he portrayed to be a spiritually pastor and all that shit, when it came down to the politics, he knew who ran the shit. And before he even said, you know, hey, we all having some cool, yeah, you know what I mean? He automatically thought the punishment for such activities would be handed from a higher power. See what I'm saying? The higher powers don't want no race relations between blacks. They got the Mexicans in on the two. They shave their heads bald. They're the the uh, foot soldiers. They mimic the same social practices that the European uses because the South Sider taxes the Pisces. The Pisces, y'all know, you know, y'all not in California. The Pisces got the, you know, he's the Spanish motherfucker. Where the big, you know, he wears. You know, you got the, 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 the Levi's with the cowboy boots. Yeah, he ain't at work. He don't at work. Now, the Paisal, he prefers fucking with niggas because anything he bring over here, we're going to move it, right? The south side of the bar head, them motherfuckers are junkies and car thieves. So when they come in, when Paisals come in, they extort them niggas. They got to pay all their, all their commissary. If they don't have a commissary, they're going to give they're gonna, gonna give it to them, but it's going to come with a price. See what I'm saying? They, they find out where the Pisces family is, and if they pay whatever they ask for, they make threats towards his family and oftentimes make, make way with it. See what I'm saying? I'm saying all that to say. The pecking order of white supremacy, even though these are outcasts of the society, right? That's what they say prison is, right? They still have to respect that pecking order put in place. 
like when they say shit happens, they find out on the streets before it happens, right? They know what they know what happens in the, in, the, in the jail before it hits the streets. How is that? Or they'll say the prisons run the streets. How is that? Mm. See, when you hear that, you don't jump right into the cleverness of the criminal. You have to ask the question. Then there has to be a certain, to some extent, they're allowing this shit to happen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every major city, I don't care where y'all at, got a fucking DA who made a name off a successful nigga who was hustling or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, goddamn right. Closed down some crack spot or some some spot and built a school. You know, you, y'all ever noticed that? Not just because if you get caught selling drugs closer to a school, it's a higher charge. But what's the whole context for schools? Institutions. So all this shit ties in. So when you look at this situation with Flynn, you have to know that these crackers, this pecking order, they're doing their fucking jobs. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Our argument should not be for these low-level motherfuckers because, in all honesty, they don't know what the fuck is going on. I think we watch enough movies and see enough military uh, documentaries to see that. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> That's the military mm-hmm. sign. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you see it gets connected all the way to even the media. How much exposure this situation, they gonna have, you know, they're going to give a little exposure. There seems to be high levels of lead in the Flemish can report saying such and such. But how long is it going to stay? You see what I'm saying? Are they going to show you the faces of the individuals who sit? Are they going to go to the, you know, I'll be watching, like, my local news. They be, they be looking for little local motherfuckers, you know. They, they, they go to little, find out that, yeah, are you, we find you're running a sex ring. Can you tell us about it, sir? You know, they all in dude's face at the spot. You know what I'm saying? Is there going to be some in-depth investigative journalism like that? Going to the water companies? Yes, uh, I'm... Uh, Mikaela Ebo Quay here with Channel Nine uh, News doing an in-depth. Can you, uh, you know, we want access to the water facility so we can see what's going on here. You think it's going to be anything like that? Uh, and, uh, but you're going to get in-depth details, play by play, on what the fuck Bill Cosby was doing with these motherfucking snow bunnies. At 10:57, Cosby dropped the pill in her drink. At 11 o'clock, she was rolling. You see what I'm saying? Like, damn, how they... Funny, <laughs> hmm. too, I was watching that Larry, that little documentary on Larry Hoover and shit. It really didn't really come after him until he started trying to organize the young black youth to start voting and shit. But that day, was like, okay, this thing, we got to get it. That's pretty much. You know, broke every fucking law in the book to get the nigga, and it was like, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Put microphones in niggas' uh, badges, the visitor badges and shit. Knowing that shit was illegal, but, I mean, all the sparing love and war. But then they got, you know what I mean? But until he started to uh, galvanize the people into taking some type of political, uh, uh, some type of political uh, movement, it didn't really seem as a threat as long as he was just running gangs and, and you know, moving moving dope and shit, exploiting his people. Once he galvanized his people to 
step in the political arena to, to, to set up a political foundation and start to control their own economics and their own socioeconomic political infrastructure within that community, they got rid of it. They, they went hard on it to the point where they just pretty much, you know what I'm saying, set the nigga up, illegal, you know what I mean, quote, unquote, illegally, and got his ass, took out the whole framework and shit. Because what was happening was he was starting to organize. See, as long as black people are in the state of disorganization, they can always be exploited. But when you start to get some type of organizational uh, execution that can benefit, you know, the group, that's when Caucasian play killer hardball. Like, okay, who's organizing this shit? Where is this coming from? Eliminate it. Cut the head off the snake and the snake dies. And that's how they move and shit. But as long as we just out here, a little piece here, a little piece over there, they cool. And they just looking for, uh, you know what I'm saying, intentions plus capability equals threat. Mm-hmm. It's just like some serious, like I said, it's, it's high-level warfare, man. You know what I'm saying? We A lot of times we end up, you know, dealing with this shit as if, uh, there's going to be one type of approach, you know what I'm saying, one type of, uh, uh, you know, this crew, we down with this, we running like this, like, nah, you're going to have to hit this motherfucker from a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. You might have to work with some motherfuckers who you really don't really care for in order to achieve a specific goal in order to move forward. I mean, that's revolution, though, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. the way shit go, man. There's no way in here. Like, for the white man to get in the power that he is in now, he fucked with certain motherfuckers just to set them up, to get over on those motherfuckers. Once once the shit went the way he needed it to go, he, he did the motherfuckers in. Same motherfuckers that saw it was, he was his homie. Nigga, blow, blow them niggas up. We, he, he did what we needed him to do. Get rid of them. They out, they out. He did that all the way until he worked himself into a position of power, global power, you know what I'm saying? And that's the same way you got to move on these motherfuckers. It's warfare, it's strategy, man. And what you did for this particular, to win this particular uh, portion of the, or, uh, this particular battle, when this next one, you got to do something totally different. You got to fuck with somebody totally different. So as long as you know your agenda, at the end of the day, everything that you do coincides to your liberation. But you might have to do some shit and fuck with some motherfuckers that ordinarily you wouldn't fuck with in order to accomplish certain shit. Mm-hmm. Piggybacking off what you said earlier. Why do the feds raid when niggas go legit with their money? Do y'all ever notice that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost to the extent that damn the crime the crime wasn't selling dope, the crime was trying to go legit. <laughs> you feel me? This nigga took millions of dollars and tried to turn it into an honest corporation. Hmm. That's really what the fuck they saying. They, they bring up the RICO Act, right? I mm-hmm. dare this. When they can't. Mm-hmm. And then I even dare when this nigga stop thinking like you... a nigga. <laughs> huh. Even when you peep it out, when you look at uh, black, uh, you know, progress during the times where people was just working hard, galvanizing their money 
offer nine to five opening businesses, i.e. Black Wall Street, you know what I'm saying, i.e. Rosewood, it was a threat to the status quo. So the next military action, it, 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 you know, that's the next step, nigga. We blow, blow that shit up. Fuck, it, fuck everything. Get in there, blow that shit up. We don't give a fuck. And them wasn't nobody hustling. Wasn't no dope being sold. It was just black people starting to become independent of the system. That in and of itself is a crime here in America, and I would say even globally. You cannot have African people owning and controlling, owning and controlling the wealth and resources within their infrastructure. Because this puts the white man at a, 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 a negative. The only way he got on his feet was through taking our shit. If we start to organize and keep our shit within our own group, he's out of there. Now we got it to the point where everybody, the Arab out of there and the Asian out of there. So now we got more motherfuckers, more parasites that we got to knock the fuck off. But because mm-hmm. the European is so aggressive and so motherfucking uh, psychotic, I would probably have to put him at the top of the list. And then we get the rest of these motherfuckers after we get rid of his punk ass. He's just too psychotic, you know what I'm saying, as far as he's fanatical about his shit. So he can't even really be worked with at all. Some of these other motherfuckers, we can give them, a, we, we, we got time to get our shit together to bang with them because they're, you know, to me, they seem not to be as fucking thirsty, as psychotic. They're trying to get enough to survive, you know what I'm saying, which means that to some degree they can be bargained with until we're ready to deal with them. But the European, you can't hold this motherfucker off. Just look how many times the motherfuckers kept coming into Africa. Throw them motherfuckers out, they right back. Right back. So one, right the fuck back. They're like, damn, we just had a fucking three, four-year war with them, got them out of here. Them niggas was back in a year with more numbers. Double the numbers. We, bought, we, we, we expended so many resources banging with the European that it allowed other groups to come catch us when we was weak just from banging with the European. Mm-hmm. See, that was the whole role of integration. Um, I heard Malcolm X say this before. He was saying that um, looking at America, right, America is, is in, you know, America is in everybody else's yard now. Mm-hmm. sixteen, but back in the sixties, he couldn't. He was he was in everybody else's yard, but he also had all type of shit going on in his front and his backyard. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Segregation. Segregation produced independent black millionaires. When I say successful independent black millionaires, I mean independent in every sense of the word. Meaning, they got loans from black banks because white banks didn't give niggas money. See what I'm saying? Their businesses were stationed in black communities because they couldn't be stationed anywhere else. Their customers were black because they couldn't sell to no one else. And it was, you know, separate and unequal. It was dealt, uh, you know, it was, it was in, the, in the beginning it was dealt as a punishment, right? Mm-hmm. We ain't sure. niggas. But any, any species, any creature left alone going to refine itself. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that time we refined ourselves. Look at the hypocrisy America was committing, for example, when you see the National Guard military 
escorting young black children to their schools. Just soak that up. They have to force that shit on the blind white masses who didn't see what they was doing at first. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now they they they, could, they reap the benefits. Like if it wasn't for my great grandfather and if it wasn't for them their involvement in the civil rights movement, there would have been no integration. And the integration is what calmed down the black movement, right? Yep. So we have to know this too as well. America is a land of immigrants. So while we are the bottom of the totem pole, we have to know that there's a lot of motherfuckers down here who you think are white who have to make sure we stay at the bottom because, if, like, for example, they'll never get rid of all of us in America. Because they need a certain number of us, you know, to play the role of the black sheep. Because if we don't play the black sheep, then those other minorities will. See what I'm saying? Mm. And as it was the Irish. See what I'm saying? Mm. With the Eastern Europeans, the Slavs, and you know, the list goes on and on and on. So this is the them coming in unison here and doing well together in white harmony here is the first time in history. And they couldn't do it without us being here. Am I making sense, y'all? When we was in Africa, we didn't need white escapes goats so we can collectively use, you know, collectively attack them on our Sabbath, you know, collectively attack them on a Sabbath level so to keep us beefing with each other. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to say it again. In, in Africa, we didn't need European scapegoats to have social cohesiveness. No doubt. Meaning, the, meaning, and the European, in order for him to move the way he has in this so-called 21st century and lead the so-called exactly. free world, is when he had other people socially to exploit, even for not just economically, but social exploitation. Mm-hmm. Blame the niggers for the uh, a Great Depression. And nasty, we don't analyze that. We were doing well during the Great Depression. My papa, born 1925, never had a bank account. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't look at that. And and after, you know, we, that's another show we could do, but African people, we did not need to bring in foreigners, set them up as second-class citizens so that we can have something to attack to keep us from attacking each other. That's what you're, that's, that's, that's the, that is the, that is the golden rule of peace for Europeans. They got to have an enemy. Fear. They need to create. Right? Huh? Germany, the Nazis would have not been what they were if they, they had to agree on something. And Hitler gave them something to agree on. The, the, the problem was the, the Jews. You know what I'm saying? There has to be an outside problem because they cannot accept. They can't, they can't take no responsibility for them. They do. They, can, they can't take no accountability. See what I'm saying? So instead of just saying, yeah, we just lost to the British. No, no, no. You know. That's another story, but I'm just showing you how they have to have an escape. Or they have to point the finger at somebody. There has to be a communist. There has to be a terrorist. There has to be a Jew. There has to be a, you see know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ashay. Black Power, BB48, Black. fam. Black Power. Black Power. That's why I say Black. Chinese. The first enemy for the China man was his cousin. And they are very open with that history. 
with the rivalry with, you know what I'm saying, with North China, with South China, the East versus West, them having to the consolidate power. But then they came, and, and they we are Chinese, you know what I'm saying? They But eventually, they worked their problem out, you know what I'm saying? Go look at the wars of China, because China has an imperialism that Europeans would like to emulate, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I think that Great Wall had a lot to do with them consolidating their, their interests, you know what I'm saying? The Arabs, too, see, every faction you can see in South Africa needed to attack something. The Muslims, when they started off, they needed they needed disbelievers to attack. See what I'm saying? So don't think for one minute they're going to, yeah, they may say, nigga, go back home, and they, they, ain't gonna, they will still keep us a, a small percentage, they will, you know, of us over here for the sole purpose of social exploitation. Because if we all go back home, the new, the next, the, the I mean, let's look at what the message the KKK is saying. They're not saying Mexicans first. They say niggas first, then who's second? The Jew. Then the nigga. I mean, then the Mexicans and then everybody. You see what I'm saying? So if we go back to Africa, they're going to do, because all of them support Hitler, they're going to go back to do, well, the, 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 the niggas are gone to Africa, but we still having problems. They're going to they clean house. They're going to they gonna start doing background checks on individuals, last names, where they come from. Did you know there's 60% Jews in this motherfucker? And you're going to see them doing the same. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> History repeating itself. Yeah. I'd like to add something going back to what you were saying about um, how our people had thrived uh, during segregation. You know, um, by 1913, 50 years after Emancipation Proclamation, um, our people owned a half a, a half a million homes, 550,000. They opened up 937,000 farms and conducted some 40,000 businesses. They had accumulated 700 million. More than 70% of our ancestor population at that time was literate. A net gain of 65% in 50 years. 35,000 teachers. uh, 1,700,000 students at this time. That's quite impressive. 50 years out of chattel enslavement. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. No other group in this in the history ever did no shit like that. And then after slavery, then after slavery, they committed, uh, uh, created unions. This was to secure the job security of whites, because they were they had no skilled workers. Family, that's page 287 out of um, Bennett's Before the Mayflower, The History of the Negro in America. That's right. When we look at that, we see 
you know, we need to really analyze why they brought us here. First thing you need to understand is they brought us, they needed us. When you look at the organized effort that they put in place with slavery, they didn't want us here. They needed us here. On every level of, of infrastructure. From the planning to brainstorming to the final phase. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Almost a sick, parasitic type of relationship there. You know what I mean? Especially when you see the image of a black woman breastfeeding white babies. That's like, damn, I thought we were, you see what I'm saying? They needed that black woman to breastfeed them, baby. They didn't want them. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You saying that, though, Brother Nekaba, is a classic indication of the type of psychotic motherfucker that you're dealing with, man. Dangerous motherfuckers, man. But for our people to be dealing with these people, with this European for all this time and not really been able to pinpoint that you're dealing with a megalomaniac, like this motherfucker's psychotic. And you lesser that he said you a dog, you an animal, but he want to be in your womb. He wants to uh, have you in every way desirable, want to be like you, want to suntan so he can be you. The motherfucker wants to be you and telling you you not shit. Well, he knows he's the one that's not shit. He and she knows. We still, you know what I'm saying, going to their schools, sending our children to their schools. Not necessarily because we want to, but all I'm saying is just peak the sick, psychotic nature of the European, man. It's Caucasian. This motherfucker's sick. Eating it's young, you can sodomize a young child and get two years in jail in this society and rape a full-grown woman and get 25 to life. What type of social structure, what type of beast you dealing with that values the life of its elderly or its, or its adults more than they do their children? Black power. Black power. Black power. Black power. Yeah, I wanted to, um, you know, continue on with some some stories, some new stories that's been going on lately. You know, um, I'm not going to touch on that uh, Jada Pinkett just yet, but I wanted to talk about that um, the homosexual K through 12 school they have in Atlanta. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I put I put I put the link on um on Facebook and I'll I'll make sure I put it on the on the hangouts too. But um I just wanted to read this article real quick, you know, because it's all it's all definitely relative. Um, and so this report came out as far as this article was on uh, January the fifth, but it's just starting to really be. Uh, you know, kind of talked about as far as the school. And it's because it's the, the nature of the school 
And um, so the article starts with a private school opening in Atlanta says it is going to be the first of its kind. Targeted specifically at gay, bisexual, and transgender teenagers. Uh, the Pride School Atlanta says it hopes to appeal to students who feel bullied or isolated from their sexuality at regular schools. The school's mission statement is to provide LGBTQQIAA students, families, and educators a safe and fun, rigorous learning environment free of homophobia and transphobia. LGBTQQIAA, in this case, is shorthand for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, and allied. You know? Uh, and so uh, one representative, the school founder, says, this is a place where the students can just open up and be the best person they can be. Uh, now, as far as the person who's found the school, they've worked in, in the school system or within education for 20 years and uh, identifies as a transgender man, which is, which is a, a woman who lives as a man. And it says, despite the school's orientation, it will welcome any who attends. Now, as far as the update, the school itself um, will be a kindergarten to 12th grade uh, school. And so that that's that's more so the um you know relative to the savagery of this cracking and how how close to um like officially legalizing the pedophilia is as far as for me uh, one of the things about the school is they plan on having a whole gay staff and so you're gonna have five minutes. I don't even want to imagine you get what I'm saying as far as the kind of conditioning going on in that environment. And so they'll be running it like it's a, um, you know, like it's a private school, so they, they have the freedom to function however they, they deem necessary. Mm -hmm. A haven for pedophiles. I was talking to a brother earlier today, and I said one of the biggest problems in the African family or the African community is misinformation and confusion. And it's sad to say that we have a lot of individuals who are in the business of both. It's one thing, you know, we all get confused at times, especially through misinformation, right? But in my opinion, the biggest crime you can commit is to spread your confusion to others and to endorse the misinformation that has you confused. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm saying that to say the only way this, like we was talking earlier about schools, whenever they uh, they crack down a project or a high crime uh, area, they build a school next to it. And for some reason, we've been conditioned to believe that whatever the school teaches is, tr is, 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 is needed, right? Now, let's, 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 because we are peers on this line. Where is this, this rise in homosexuality? It just 
came out of nowhere. And nothing comes out of out of nowhere. Everything has a, 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 a context to it. Everything has a, a essence to it when you break it down, right? For them to have so much, I mean, damn, they're, they're, y'all remember the D.A.R.E. program? Just say no. Mm-hmm. And how it was designed on, you know, basically teaching children how to, you know, the dangers of drug use and drug, all that. But in actuality, that was the same time they were endorsing and supporting drug use because that's when the CIA was bringing it over, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing now. Whereas we've been conditioned, I don't know why we catch amnesia, whereas we take it as, you know, I had problems in school, and Minkarai today isn't successful where I should be because I didn't take advantage of certain opportunities given to me at school. And then my children, they're gonna, they not going to be like me. They're going to go to these schools, and they're going to they gonna take all the advantages of the opportunities I didn't. You see what I'm saying? I feel this, you know, that they feel the need to accommodate to the high, what would you say, Brother Carl, the high number of teenagers who are bisexual, you see what I'm saying? Wow, that's a lot of care, isn't it? All the other social problems that uh, adolescents mm-hmm. have when they're going through puberty, right, in adolescence, right? Mm-hmm. They don't address that. They just give you sex education and so forth. Now they feel the need to redefine even that. The problem I have, the crime is, the crime I have is, children in, in the in the state of in, in the in the country of the United States, you have you know when you when you're a child you have no legal say to you're 18, right? So it it you know the children really have no say if they go or not. It's really on the parents, and I'm going you know I'm surprised to see a lot of parents supporting this type of facility to even be created. You see what I'm saying? Or this type of institution to even be created? Where you know, stand the fuck up. As a black man in America, black woman in America, we don't even got a goddamn class to show us how to goddamn deal with being a black man and black woman in this motherfucker. Now, you telling me these faggots got a goddamn school to teach them how to goddamn show them how to be faggots in this motherfucker? Get off the gas, man. I see the real problem, you know, when we look at the morality issues behind homosexuality, because that's what Europeans say. It's just a homo. It's a morality issue, and you're damn right it is. Because if your sexual practices is in question, that means. You're in question, and that means you have, you live two lives. You're secretive about a lot of things. I really don't know you. You see what I'm saying? You may look very civil at the job or in traffic or whatever and have a very civil discourse of conversation and so forth, but when you're at home, you fucking animals. You see what I'm saying? So it's a front. See, for, to have black skin, we're really punished because how we look and who we are. You're damn right. You faggots should be judged and crucified and all that shit because of the lifestyle that y'all practice because it is immoral. It's impure, meaning it's not something that you would just, you know, you do every day, hear something about every day. Like we have to kill meat to eat, right? There's a sacrifice of killing that has to be done and so forth. Okay, we understand that. 
But in terms of sexuality, you have to go through all this shit just to bust a nut. Hmm. And then you want the public to know why you do this to bust a nut? Come on, man. That's the thing with them, Mekarah. They not even, they so psychotic and sick, bro. They getting a whole different type of fucking uh, 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 gratification from this shit. See, it'd be no, if it was just a bust of nuts, then it, would, it wouldn't be this fucking deviant with what the fuck they doing. These psychotic motherfuckers, when they engage in shit like, you know, they want to make shit bleed and they want to see blood and they want to hear screams and these psychotic motherfuckers is on a whole nother level. We couldn't even really fathom what it is that they go through when they engage in all their different types of fuckers. Mm-hmm. Because these now, motherfuckers uh, is of a... Huh? Brother Carl, you said that's in Atlanta, right? Yep, Atlanta. Now, why wasn't that school created in San Francisco or something? Um because the school is not designed to educate white children on homosexuality. I already know about that. It was to promote the strong homosexual culture that already exists in Atlanta among blacks, right? Yeah. Now, when I talk to elders about homosexuality, even they, some of them, even they've been hoodwinked. Because five years ago, no one, ten years ago, no one spoke about faggots. This is the new era of this, what, what were we, in 2000. 16, what is this, the 22nd century, y'all, 21st century? Am I, can, can I get it right? 21st European century. I was born in 82. So up to 2000, that shit was in the closet. 2001, that shit started coming real, real prevalent so far. So the point is, why is it, you know, the elders are, that are being convinced now, they're cool with it because, in the, you know, what is the real problem with relationships or black relationships? Children. Why children? Because it's expensive now to raise children, right? So they have no problem with it because, well, I ain't got to worry about them having no kids. So they joined the, the, the attack on the black family by supporting that. You see what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Y'all, y'all understand what I'm trying to say? When you're a parent and your children come of age, the biggest burden you have is them, you know, I don't want them to have children very young. You know what I'm saying? Because even though they may have the, the knowledge and the care and love to raise them, in this era, money is the main vice needed to support that. You see what I'm saying? And it's controlled by our enemy. So the new sex, the new birth control is homosexuality. Yep. I, agree. I don't have to worry about her getting pregnant. Well, I don't have to worry about him getting no no girl pregnant because he like men. And he bought his money. See what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's funny, though, because oh, that's kind of... Hey, good money. Yeah, but that's kind of how they portraying that shit on the uh, Empire and shit. Like, the fag's supposed to be the most fucking honorable, uh, dependable motherfucker out of all the sons and shit. I could give the business to him because I know he going to run it. He's going to go keep everything running smoothly. You motherfuckers, you fuck-ups. Heterosexual motherfuckers and some fuck-ups. He doesn't have any kids. He doesn't have a woman in his life. He'll be solely investing his time and effort toward the, the company, right? 
He won't be sidetracked by family. Because when you talk about, for years, corporations have been trying to make slaves out of people, right? And they, the, the people have maintained their integrity because they, they hold the position that they're, they're doing what they have to support their families. See what I'm saying? The best slave is one. I don't want to have no family. I'm going to give all of it up just for this company. See what I'm saying? So as, as homosexuality goes up, you're going to have companies asking you if you have children. And may not hire you, or you know, because you have a children and you might have a wife or so forth. And while that's happening at the same time, the age for uh, uh, adolescents to give consensual uh, to give consent for sex is going to lower. I think it's seventeen and a half now. That's it going to drop because homosexuals. What is it? The boy lover. We had a we did a show on that one. That's a, that's an organization. The boy lovers, they like these old white men who like young boys. Majority of, because every faggot gets old, right? You don't want to fuck with no old faggot like him who got a uh, rectal prolapse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want a youngster with a nice tight ass, right? Let's be real. That's real shit. The genocide basically falls into a program of genocide. End of the day, mm-hmm. two men, two men can't create, two women can't create. So there goes the race. You get enough of motherfuckers participating in that shit. There goes the race. And you know, I've, I've I really seen them pushing that bullshit. Just you know, what I'm saying first they, it's, from what I'm peeping, they started out pushing this. Stop bullying campaign. And then after the bullying shit came in, that's when I started seeing them push this fucking homo shit heavy, especially like to the youth. Remember that campaign they had no bullying? Huh? They were saying that the homos was the ones getting bullied for being homos. And I'm like, damn, when when the motherfuckers... Like when did I said what is this bullying shit? Then they start criminal almost criminalizing that shit. Like if you got caught doing it, you criminal shit. Oh, it's such and such killed themselves. I'm like, man, I can remember growing up in school, niggas was cracking. You got cracked on, nigga. If your shit was fucked up, <laughs> you just get ripped on. Like that was just part of like interaction between your your, your peer groups. I was jockeying for a position as you know what I'm saying for social status. It was niggas in school coming to school just to riff one nigga. I mean, it, and it was like, you know what I'm saying? It was all part of this shit. It was, it was just, it just got riffed on, nigga. You better learn how to get your weight up when you, you know what I mean? Learn how to riff. Other than that, nigga, it's going to be a long day. But then it turned into bullying. And then from the bullying came into, you know what I'm saying? Homo shit. Can't fuck with homo. But they started it on the on a, on a, on an adolescent level though. Mm-hmm. And Europeans have found out that the most uh supportive neo colonialist is the gay black man. Even if he's a gay black man, he fucks with just niggas, right? He's still neo colonialist. Because he has went inward on the black woman. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
So his lifestyle is in support of everything Eurocentric. Everything. The job he has, see what I'm saying? They like to do weird shit, so they got to pay, you know, you got to pay for that shit, and you got to pay to have the discretion, you got to make good money, see what I'm saying? They they work for the most powerful corporation, you know, all the way down to the smallest one, you know what I mean? So for them to choose Atlanta, saying a whole lot. And that part of our Boulay friends had a lot to do with that, too. Bring it here. We will have the numbers to support it, see what I'm saying? Because I have never been in Atlanta. I got family out there, but I've heard that that's the, the, the black gay capital. From every every faction of faggot, from the thug punk to the girly, you know what I mean? I was talking to my homie and shit. He from he, he used to live here in CO and shit. He moved out there a while, but you know what I mean? He been out there living out there for a while. He back and forth and shit. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, I went to a uh, my piece had a little family reunion around that motherfucker. This is around like, you know what I'm saying? Just on the outskirts and shit, like North Decatur and shit. Anyway, I'm like, man, I couldn't really ain't because we were staying at a hotel and it was a lot of fucking little transgender, just homo shit going on. I was with the hotel, my pops and my daughters and shit. This motherfuckers, I mean, it was a nice hotel, but just the motherfuckers that was coming in and out. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it was motherfuckers, you know, in the elevator, motherfuckers dressed up like a man. Might have been a transgender, but you just, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, man, I couldn't fuck with the ATL. So I talked to my man, I'm like, he's like, I'm like, you just got back? He's like, yeah, I'm like, what the, um, I'm like, man, I can't really fuck with Atlanta like that, man. It'd be, when I was down there, the part I was in, it's too much homo shit, man. I can't be around that type of energy. He was like, nah, he said, it depends on where the fuck you at. He said, there's parts of ATL where, you know, the homos basically in one, like, a, they, they, they in, they centralize, they in just a specific area of Atlanta. That's where you're going to find them. Most, for the great majority. You go outside of that area and he's like, you really don't. Niggas ain't on that shit. Like, you're not going to really see that shit like that. No. All I know is Atlanta is known as the uh, number one black gay capital in the world. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be second to gayness and would go on in a sick village in New York. It may be number one now. Um, I think, too, another insidious thing that is coming out of this is Um, Yes, uh, facts cannot procreate, but what is going on is that um, thanks to them being allowed to marry, they are adopting children at a rapid rate. I personally feel that was the whole push for the marriage shit so that they could adopt children, and that is extremely dangerous beyond belief. No doubt. I'll say to that. And once again, they be promoting the two main concepts, misinformation and confusion. And they're, misinforma- they're giving misinformation to our children for the sole purpose of confusing them. So, you know, like that when we talk about Cat Williams, when he's talking about the lions in the zoo, and the lion's been in the zoo so long. You got the question in the mind. Am I even a fucking lion? I don't feel like a lion. What do lions do? When you're so much out of context with your natural environment, that's when outside influences can, can manipulate you, as we're seeing now. You see what I'm saying? 
This can only take place in the setting of a classroom where I have your undivided attention and I have closed four corners. You see what I'm saying? Well, Sister Camille says it's very right because I think that's the whole purpose for them. I mean, just, just imagine going to a PT, PTA conference and it's other parents there and half of them are gay. And you look at their children, their children is becoming adolescents, you know. How do you, how do you, what, what kind of advice did you give your son or your daughter who's just coming up and who's just starting out to, to you know, their, their breasts, is the, you know, they're, they're, they're going hair on their nuts and shit like that. How do you explain to them what they are, what's going, you see what I'm saying? They can't. They're just going to confuse them. See what I'm saying? You can be whatever you want to be. Interesting, like the the, uh, <clears throat> the the acronyms that um for the cause was calling out when he said what they with that school is the mission statement of the school was to accommodate. He didn't even just say like L B G T Q. This nigga was like I Y C W Z. So these niggas is like anybody who you know what I'm saying may just even have a little uncertainty about how to interact with a female or how to interact with a male off an opposite tip, like just bring them in. We'll take care of you motherfuckers. If you even have any questions, like if you even have any type of, like I said, doubt or uncertainty. So they trying to, that's recruitment type shit. Like nigga, I ain't even on that. You know what I'm saying? But they're making you feel if you don't understand, you know what I mean? The dynamics between male and female that you probably just don't like fucking women, even though you a man. Or you probably don't like men, even though you're female. But you see how many goddamn letters they threw in that shit? From what the, the type of acronym they usually would use? They added like seven extra type of motherfucking descriptions of, of, of sexual orientation to that shit that don't even make no fucking sense. What is questioning? Mm hmm. <laughs> what the fuck is child. A seven-year-old child, a five-year-old child, know what their sexuality is. Their developmental stage is according to the cracker beast themselves. Black that they teach in their college. Now, for you to put them in that type of environment. How's a kindergartner knows that they fucking gay? That's child abuse, man. Anybody in their right mind would know. For you to even expose a child to a school with some type of sexual orientation, like she said, at that age, nigga, that's child abuse. Because they develop many fragile. They going to go whatever way you tell them to go at that point. Or do you want to use the grill? At that, at that developmental stage, you cannot handle the concept of sexuality. That's Blame just blank. real. Okay, and that's according to their shit, their study. And this is why Brother Mekaron was saying they introducing this shit into pretty much the black community. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also what the brother was saying, too, that is to um, legalize pedophilia. I mean, NAMDA is real. Okay. And they chasing that. Society the, allows uh, there to be an organization of sick, perverted adults advocating that it's okay to have sex with, with a child, that that's considered sex and not rape. Even though, again, the same society says that a child is not developmentally uh, 
developed to handle such a concept. You know, they're still growing. There are hormones that are supposed to be released at certain stages of development. You know, you're, 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 you're unleashing all kind of shit in this child, uh, biochemistry, physiology, before its developmental time. They're monsters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's what's taking place. The most effective they've had, they've been doing it with, was um, they playing with uh, hormones mainly too. Uh, birth control is just is, is just uh, testosterone, and this is my opinion. But most this is my opinion in America, most women, the, the the easiest way you can turn a woman, you know, to a dyke, you know, per se, is if her cycle has been suppressed. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No one can argue and say, well, when, you know we've been practicing since homosexuality or whatever, women, well, why do women have cycles? They have eggs for a reason. You see what I'm saying? Those eggs must be fertilized. And, and she she's reminded of that every month. But you have some sisters who, not, not sisters, but women, period, who've on birth control since they was like 15 or 14, and they're so strong, they cycles is completely thrown off. Some of them don't have cycles at all anymore. Going into thyroid problems, Obesity, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why do most dykes, the ones that want to be butch, you know, they always got like a, a health, I mean, I mean, a, a obesity issue, they're kind of fat. I ain't being, you know, particular. I, a lot of them, I did a lot of sizes and shapes. But you know, most of them was kind of short and fat. I know when my, my queen, when she was, you know, I'm going way back, but when you know, she off the pill now, when she was on the pill, they put on weight. Yeah, That's so. true. Those are just some of the mon- that's some that's of the a known side effect. Shit. Yeah. But I was told that's more mo- that's more minor shit too. The weight. Sister told me her joints was fucked up. Said she was having suicidal thoughts, insomnia, heart trouble. I mean. Mhm. Some of them either don't have periods or they have excessive periods. You see what I'm saying? You can only get that desired effect through a hormone. That's testosterone. You increase the levels of testosterone, the, the, the uh, estrogen goes down, tells the body don't produce. You confuse the body thinks it's a male. See what I'm saying? The male's the, the body's overloaded with the male hormone. Now let's look at the same thing with us. I think uh, I don't listen too much to Dr. Phil Valentine, but I caught a little whiff and he was talking about most of these foods. And I looked it up too. Most, not just the foods, the soaps, these detergents, mm-hmm. they're high in estrogen. Very high in estrogen. And these plastics, you see what I'm saying? And if, have y'all noticed that this push towards uh, eating blueberries? Have y'all noticed this? No. 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 Yeah, if you notice, like 20, you know, blueberries. To my knowledge, when I was a boy, only thing they was good for was muffins, right? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, there's new health studies coming about it. Now, I've heard, I think, uh, Layla Africa and uh, Sebi say, don't, don't fuck with blackberries. They have an uh, antioxidant in it that attacks melanin, and, and it's high in estrogen. See what I'm saying? 
I've got blackberries or blueberries. You said blackberries? Blueberry, 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 blueberry muffins. Okay. All right. And I've never seen. Fuck, they say don't fuck with blueberries. They saying you can fuck with them, but I'm listening to African scholars like, okay, Doctor Sebi said if it don't have a seed, it's a clone, right? Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen the seed of a blueberry. You? Mm-hmm. So that's why Aiden might see some real small fragments in there, but I don't know if it's seeds or not. And I think everything like like grapes, like I, when I buy, it's hard to find seeded grapes. Yeah. And when I when I do find seeded grapes, I, I, I always eat the seeds because the seeds have carcinogenic properties in it, which is good. That's anti, you know what I mean? That's good for fighting cancer. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're real bitter too, so that kind of lets you know they got a different purpose. Now, if you, niggas eating seedless watermelon all year. If they don't have no seeds, that means it's high in estrogen. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And a lot of these fat niggas got breasts. And when punks go to jail, why does the why does why does they why do they approve them getting estrogen? That's how the men grow breasts, right? The punks, right? So they play with hormones, whether you know it or not. Now they put this new label on milk. Uh, what is it? What's it called? R R R S P T. Y'all, fuck is that shit? No cows have been treated with R S P T. I even noticed that in the in the milk in jail. That's the same milk they giving kids. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I will say, if you go look up uh, Codex Alimentarius, good lecture, good lecture. This 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 Jewish lady, she's going how they changed the motherfucking uh, food pyramid. And she goes all the way back to these motherfucking crackers from World War II who got into the business of saying who who controls the food controls the world. And Codex Elementary was supposed to implement it in 2000. Same year that homosexuality rose. You know what I'm saying? She said that they're going to be, when they change this shit, and they have too. They made that shit public. Like two years ago, when they changed the food table, I mean, the, or the food pyramid, she said, "If you go, if you go by the nutritional value of the new food pyramid, you will be fucking engaging in basically a uh, 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 starvation." You know what I'm saying? And how they took certain, uh, uh, certain additives to food and took them off the motherfucking label in the past, now they brought them all back. She said every single plant and animal that you consume has to be treated with a, 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 a hormone. Feel me? What'd she say? Uh, what's, what's up? I have the lecture saved, you know what I'm saying? But she's going through all of this shit. And if you are what you eat, I'm saying that this whole food, you know, and then this high-rise and homosexuality and then... uh. Planned Parenting stepping in with the birth control and the effects on birth control. And see, a lot of women now who are caught up, you know, they have kids and turn homosexual because they have sexual needs but don't want to get pregnant and don't like the effects of birth control. See what I'm saying? This is the first time in history that this has happened, that people... Have to, no, 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 this is not the first time in history. They've 
This is the same pressure that Europeans felt when they were in those caves, when they had little resources, when it was expensive to bring a child to the world if you didn't have no food. You feel what I'm saying? They've imposed that in this social construction now, where even if the mother and father are working, they're still struggling just to provide for two, maybe one or two children. You know what I'm saying? That's by design. There was a time when parents got more, you know, if you was a parent, you got not just a tax break, but you got more incentive because you you had a family to look after. You see what I'm saying? They're taking that away now. And just like that book, New, New World Order, as we see this new rise of homosexuality, what, what does it say in there? The state, the, the state going to raising the children. Because these children are going to have fucked up issues. So, cause did 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 uh did they say anything about any backlash for for them putting that school up? Was anybody uh, protesting against that school going up in the area that it's in? If you still nah. in the wrong. Nah, that's, that's that's legal. New York actually has a high school like that. There's one in New York oh. as well. The, uh, the I believe it's called the Harvey Milk High. School. Or something like that. I'll pull that information up too. But yeah, that's a hundred percent legal. And what's crazy is like the the um in the initial article, the picture of the parents representing um school population. Well, you know, there's a lot of black people, man. Mm-hmm. So, like happy cracker man, you know. Yo, Black Power, yo, uh, Brother Cause, that's the name of that shit. That's what uh, Sean Penn won an award for doing that movie, Milk. That's why I call him Milkman. Yeah, the Harvey Milk, yeah, so it's the Harvey Milk High, yeah. Black Power, Brother Little. Yeah, Black Power, Brother Little. Black Power, Brother Little, man. Black Power fan, man. I was just uh, taking notes on the student today. Nigga, good job, brother Black Power. Oh, we we all building, man. Cause coming up with you know put up these good you know it's all type of news out there, but it's, it takes a, a real collective motherfucker to see how to you know, and that's what Cause doing right now. So you know, Cause taking this motherfucker, we just we just building on what he's giving us. Feel me? Black Power. Yeah, something else. Um, this is related to the, the to the um, the Flint, Michigan situation. But I was listening to uh, Brother Dawa, Brother Dawa on um, YouTube earlier. One of the things he said was, he said, when you look at uh, those of us who are located in the North and especially the Midwest, we all Southerners. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day. You know, that, that, that was profound for me because it, it, even the act of telling the truth is all similar when you look at it from that, from that way, the Midwest, the Southern um, side. So. And that's from a Cali point of view, nigga. Y'all niggas do sound Southern as a motherfucker, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's another 
you know, you know they differ though when you hear them talk. Yeah. Feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> That's really shit. Oh, got our head done. Uh, I said we all got our accents, but hey, it's funny. you brought that up, Carl. You got me thinking. They had to get rid of the Confederate flag for this punk shit to ride in the South, didn't they? Yeah, man, I think there was a lot of concessions with that, man. I'm more comfortable with the Confederate flag blowing in the wind <laughs> than, because I know what it represents. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Then the, multi, the multicolored flag of, you know, the rainbow spectrum. You see what I'm saying? Because I don't know what that represents. That represents, I'm start. we think it represents just in the bad activities, but the gay mafia ain't nothing to fuck with. And anybody, I watched an uh, uh, old video not too long ago. Brother put up, and uh, he was just, he was showing the effects of the entertainment. But anybody who spoke up, what was his name? Uh, 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 Hustle Man. What the brother's name? He used to play Hustle Man? Got in a car accident? Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Made a comment towards faggots, and three days later, that nigga had to get on camera and retract his statements. Feel me? And on the real, it wasn't even towards faggot. It was somebody asked him a question about how would he feel if his son was gay. Mm. And he had a right to express how he felt or what he would do. They shut his ass down. He came back. I got a right to apologize. And they more sensitive. I mean, they get more treatment with sensitivity than we'd ever have. You may be fired from your job for saying the word queer out of context. Yeah, you might end up with a with a possible uh, lawsuit. <laughs> bullying, man. You can't be bull- That's bullying. You can't be bullying motherfuckers like that, man. Remember now, who was that brother born who brought out there how the brother got jail time for using his First Amendment right in the gym surrounded by fags? Ethnic intimidation, that's what it was called. Mm Yeah, I wanted to, um, I post something on the Facebook, but I'm going to go to the Hangouts, too. Um, I don't know if you ever watched, like, that show Vice on HBO. Nah. All right, well, they got a lot of Vice episodes on the YouTube, right? And so I, um, I stumbled upon this, uh, this episode today, and, uh, it initially starts off with cocaine, in South America, you know, Venezuela um, in particular. And then um, it showed how West Africa is basically a hub for the transportation of large quantities of cocaine to Europe. Yeah, Yeah, man. And so, you know, this crack is going on these damn these the drug routes and shit, speaking with the top people, you know, they got their masks on and whatnot, but um this cracker goes from he goes from Ghana 
all the way to Europe. You know what I'm saying? He goes mm-hmm. to the connect. He goes to the connect. <laughs> he goes to the Arab connect. You know what I'm saying? He goes to the to the uh, to the African connect. Starts at the uh, so the one in business Venezuela ends up in Europe. Now this cracker's on the back of the truck. The shit getting trans. So I said, this shit is crazy as fuck, man. Come on, man. But it was something because that's something that's often not talked about is um how West Africa is uh is you know it's basically just a, a prime target to transport large quantities of drugs, um and you know damn they have whole towns whole whole locations based upon a lack of governmental um uh, involvement in those communities and they're basically just houses and uh, communities full of cocaine you know. So that was something that I stumbled upon, but I'll definitely make sure y'all get the link to that to check it out. Yeah, yeah I man, real. I always wonder how real that shit is. I know entertainment, man, and uh, but I don't know. That's a lot of dry snitching. You feel me? Yeah, tell me about yeah. it. <laughs> Everything I got a question that the whole time. But the context I took out, of, you know, what I took out of it was pretty much that, um, you know, the, the trade is expanded, and it's 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 in places that we, we normally wouldn't have known about, um, as far as it being the west coast of Africa in this particular case. And most of the time, people are thinking about it being transported to the United States, looking at how it gets out of place. Yeah, that's that's uh. Document documented regarding um the roles in uh West Africans. They always like to say the West Africans. Um, they use them as hubs to bring in coke, a lot of drugs too. Not just uh in Europe too, but uh I'm trying to give y'all the visual. Y'all remember Dangerous Grounds? Damn man, you taking that? <laughs> yeah, I you. And his brother was all crack oh, in South Africa. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember. So I've seen a little bit of that. Who was bringing the dope in? West Africans. Hmm. If you notice, uh, a majority, uh, a lot of West African. Nations are Commonwealth nations. You see what I'm saying? If you notice, the the majority of Africans that come over here with good status with their visas are from West Africa. Y'all ever noticed that? Mm-hmm. You travel throughout the world, and you go through customs, and you run to an African. It's barely is the chances of running to a West African are very high. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And do more okay. the largest population in Europe of Africans is in France. You see what I'm saying? That's the hub. When you look at it on the map, you see France. You see how hard it is because Britain's an island. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when Africans, like, okay, like when Shaka and Duke Kimmett was talking, 
Remember when he was talking to poverty? Born ain't on the line, huh? Nah, brother. Brother Carl, you on the line? Yeah, I'm on the line. Okay, you remember a while back when we had poverty and Shaka talking on the line? Some time ago. Now, Shaka is in France, right? Mm-hmm. And poverty is in England, right? Both of them are second-generation Africans there, right? But when they fly and when they leave out of Britain, you go to France. You see what I'm saying? So if you an Af- if you from Africa or you from Haiti and you live in England, you'll go to Britain, then you'll probably fly to France, and then you'll fly somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? France is the hub. Another thing, too, the West Africans got the import game on lock. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about import. I'm talking about most, like, masks, West African masks. The Europeans love their wood. You see what I'm saying? They still mm-hmm. have a good, good, good import business, good import business. In fact, it's an African brother uh, from Nigeria. You know what I'm saying? Down the street. You know, my mom's is Igbo, my stepfather, you know what I mean? So, the West Africans no business, you see what I'm saying? So, with, to tie them to the drug game, there's, there's a connection with uh, geography and how you get into uh, Europe, you see what I'm saying? West Africans got it. that last part again. When you look at, okay, 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 let me give you an example. Somalians, right? Mm-hmm. All Somalians get put on a watch list. If you notice, <laughs> when you look at, when you look at um, areas when they come over here, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. In Seattle, Washington, right, there's a large population of Somalians and Etrians, right? All Somalians get put on a watch list because they teach them, little, they, they teach their babies Quran, from when they babies, so they are the hardest Africans to Westernize. Now, what's funny is when I was uh, I stayed in Tennessee for like five years, right? Gang of Africans mm-hmm. down south, a lot of them down south, a lot of them are down south, all factions. But the one African I noticed that identified with us was I'm talking about gold grilling their mouth because I'm in Memphis, you know what I'm saying? Dreaded up, what's up, my all that type of shit was Somalian. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And on the spectrum, the ones who I've noticed who are arrogant, and I'm speaking for my own people, are Nigerians. Like, my, step, my stepfather is very arrogant. You see what I'm saying? Very arrogant. You can't tell a motherfucking Nigerian shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and they identify with Europe, European culture. You see what I'm saying? Like if you yeah. like if you hear Africans bashing black folks, most of them are West Africans. You see what I'm saying? Who come from Commonwealth nations? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the see. That's the luxury of living in America. We get to see other people come over here, whether they from, be from Africa or wherever, and get turned out. You see what I'm saying? Like when I was a Muslim, I used to always hear discussions. The Muslim brothers, whether they be from. Uh, uh, Pakistan or Arabia or from Africa, they bring in their girl. You know, 
She coming over here talking to American women. She don't wear the hijab no more. She's going out to the club. You see what I'm saying? American culture is bent on turning you out. And if homosexual culture is a part of American culture, that's what they have in common. It's it's a culture of turning one out, turning one against itself. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's the observation I made. You know what I'm saying? When I will make a lot, a lot of Africans, the, the you know, the Somalians, it will be ankle to ankle. Some of them Nigerian brothers, Arabs, they, they just like the motherfucker uh, uh, Arabs. They put their, they'll move their foot away from you. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know if y'all are familiar with the prayer of Muslims, but you're supposed to stand shoulder to shoulder, mm-hmm. foot to ankle, right? No break. You're supposed to be your brother and shit. <laughs> right. Is brother mm-hmm. everyone alive? Because he can't testify, brother Ibrahim, who's from Nigeria, and I don't know if he's Ibo, but he's he's from the same little town that my stepfather's from. That he don't identify with none of that shit. He's a straight Muslim. His wife's Pakistani. You see what I'm saying? If you seen his son, and he black as night, but if you seen his son, you wouldn't know his son was mixed with African. You would think his son was Pakistani. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know the idea of West Africans moving coke. You know, to Europe. That's not that's not too far fetched. You know what I'm saying? But when I was there, I was just there in August, man, like last year, and um, I was training with one of my brothers. He a footballer and shit. He plays soccer. I met him, you know, I'm saying off the humbug. So I started training with him in the morning and shit. We'd go to the beach, we'd run, you know, what I'm saying, do our calisthenics and shit. So then I'm like, but I'm noticing these ships, like some of them is beached up, you know, what I'm saying. Big ass fucking cargo vessels and shit, and then you can see some way out in the distance. So I'm like, man, what the fuck is them ships doing out there? And he like, he like the motherfuckers is sitting out there, like they they sitting out there waiting for the sun to go down, so they can pull up and unload. And I'm like, what you mean? He like basically they got work on them. This is what Europe been doing. They'll bring them. They'll sell the ships over here at night, bring them near the docks. They'll send small little vessel boats to go out there, unload them, and bring them. And the police already know. So they'll come and they'll secure, make sure that the shipment come in. And in the middle of the night, 3, 4 in the morning, they'll, they'll unload and roll and take that shit back into the, you know, send back into the cities and shit. Or to the hubs, wherever they're going with it. He's like, they've been doing that shit for the longest. I was like, that's wild as fuck. Then another misnomer going around here. And look, look at all the African tribes. Look who supports this. We look on the map. We know where Jerusalem is. We know where it's at when Rome kicked their asses out, so-called in 70 AD. They left and they migrated to West Africa. Certain African group, mainly Ebos, some some Ebos. They are Hebrews. Y'all heard this shit before? And the black Hebrew is about to be running with this shit. 
if they were exactly. Hebrews, mm-hmm. or that the that the Ebos are the descendants of the Hebrews. Y'all heard this before? Mm-mm. I don't really pay attention to no Hebrews and shit, so no, I ain't heard it. See, but all you have to know is that, that you know there's a strong congregation of Christians in in, in Nigeria. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Nigeria is in the same situation almost as the Sudan is. Meaning, when the Sudan, now you got a North and South Sudan, right? Mm-hmm. The South Sudan is the indigenous Africans who are not Arabized, while the North are Arabs and half-breeds who are Islamic, right? The British seen that advantage and they came in. So now when you read anything on South Sudan, it's a Christian state now. Only because they're getting support from Britain. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is look at look at a picture of the Prime Minister of the Sudan of North Sudan and look at one for the one from South Sudan. And you'll see the problem. <clears throat> Where the prime minister of the North Sudan get his resources at? Who's funding him? Other Arab nations? Mm. Yeah. What's his name? You got you by a computer? Mm. <laughs> nah, not by my hand. Yeah, when you look at him, he looks like a. Looks like half black, half Arab, with a strong Islamic name. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They've been there. That was the main focus for Arab activity when you read Chester Williams' book. You see what I'm saying? Back to what the article by the cause is reading, I'm not surprised because West Africans have a large uh, import export business for art, you know, for uh, everything from masks, art, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just watched this, uh, this video. For Hidden Colors 4, I don't know if anybody's seen that. Nah, I don't think it was a four comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I posted it on the Facebook group, the on the Ground group. Um, but, yeah, this, this installment is going to be out on in March, actually, early March. And uh, it's titled uh, Hidden Colors 4, The Religion of White Supremacy. Oh, shit. And so uh, some of the topics that they're going to be covering in this installment are going to be global racism, racism and religion, omitted history, financial warfare, health and racism, solutions to the issues, and much more. 
Um, when you check out the video, it, it, you know, it does have its mixture of, its mixture of homes. <laughs> Speaking on this particular topic, um, you know, so it's definitely something to check out. It does have Brother Eric Shepard on the, on the uh, actual documentary as well. I don't even know who that is. But I got too many books to read. Feel <laughs> <laughs> me? Ones I got and the ones I want to get. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, fucking nigga. Yeah, so I wanted to make sure I, I touched on that. Um, I don't know what what day this uh, other situation happened, but uh, Jada Pinkett speaking as far as uh, boycotting possibly the the Cracker Oscar Awards and the backlash um, she received. Brother Claus, I want to know, is it possible you could play that? Let's see if I can. Hold on one second. Pull that up. I'll make sure I um, finish drilling this tool real quick. Just give me one second. <laughs> I say because you know I would express where I am wanted, and I just feel that um, I think it's important for the family to hear it to make connections during the discussion. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Anything else anybody want to touch on while I'm pulling that up? Um, I I would like to just add um, some information regarding um, uh, Sister Kay Phillips uh, put me on to a bookstore um, owned by a sister. And according to her website, the only black-owned bookstore in Manhattan, and that would go for Harlem as well since it's uh, located in Harlem. Um, It's known as Sisters Uptown um, Bookstore and Cultural Center. And it's um, the address. Hold on, let me get it. It's owned by Jennifer P. Wilson. Um, sister who looks like a sister sister got them um, dreads popping and the whole nine. Um, look like an elder. I look forward to um, doing business with this bookstore. Its uh, address is one um, 1942 Amsterdam Avenue at 156th Street, Harlem, New York, and the phone number is um, 212-862-3680. Um, her Facebook is W. I mean, she's on Facebook. And it's Sister Uptown Bookstore, and um, website is www.sisteruptownbookstore.com. Black Power. Black Power. What's the circumstances behind uh, Jada Pinkett saying something now? Like, I know she's been in the fucking entertainment industry all this time, so this ain't the first, you know what I'm saying, 
can't be the first little uh, situation she she didn't came across where she noticed some type of fuckery going on as far as racial shit. So why all of a sudden now is she having the problem with, with the status quo? I got the video too, bro. Well, we're gonna touch on. We're gonna touch on, um, you know, what she specifically said, and then uh, jump into it. Okay. All right. One second. Baby Fortier. Baby Fortier. Brother Hayro. Yes, sir. Black power, brother. Black power, family. Black power. I ask the question, have we now come to a new time and place where we recognize that we can no longer beg for the love, acknowledgement, or respect anyone? That maybe it's time that we recognize that if we love and respect and acknowledge ourselves in the way in which we are asking others to do, that that is the place of truth. The Academy has the right to acknowledge to invite and
heard it a little bit. You know what yeah, saying? it was what, a little hard. Can you elaborate on it? Like, kind of paraphrase what she was saying? <laughs> <laughs> I heard her say something about pulling the resources together and coming up with their own venues and shit to, to showcase their own talent, something to that degree. Yeah, man. I might I might do another run through, but um in short uh in short she I honestly I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this, looking at looking at the video, listening to her again, she seemed kinda sarcastic, man. Um she ain't on the black power shit. Yeah, she she seems sarcastic about it, but she's saying basically that black people need to um need to come up with our own uh, opposite of what the mainstream got. Um, she said something about dignity. I'm, I'm probably going to repeat that when I when I play that part over again. But um, you know, she just showing she's showing some level of concern. It's more so about the the award show. It seems like, but um, she used them not having black people be nominated for any awards as an excuse to speak. Um, I'm gonna call it like a cultural so- solidarity with your own kind. You know what I'm saying? Because she's she's really not a part of, um, or directly involved in uh, anything that you know we got going on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No doubt. But yeah, I'll I say this, but whoever the title of the video. And what she's talking about are two different things. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. She doesn't mention boycott at all. Mm-hmm. She's really not fighting. She's just saying, "Hey, man, we need to, you know, get our own shit, put our research together." And uh, Chris Rock, if you're gone, you know, I'm not, I won't be there. But if you know, so whoever you know, whoever can show you the role that they're trying to play, because she don't say the word boycott at all. Mm-hmm. I was highly offended by it, uh, you know, way I, that's how I took it. Uh, one, she's asking the question, should we start to love ourselves instead of seeking love from the cracker beasts? Well, thank you for letting me know. That's where you have been all along and those of your type. Secondly, she then has the audacity to acknowledge that all this time, they have been putting their resources into this white supremacy system and not into their own community. And because you wasn't nominated for an Oscar, your man wasn't nominated for an Oscar, now it's time for your type, okay, the black bourgeoisie, the black traders, to now contemplate putting the money into your community. That's offensive to me. That's the ultimate bullshit. Fuck Jada Pickett on some real shit. And all and all of those of her type. That's why we can have thirty five thousand black millionaires and don't have the first owned black goddamn supermarket. Black power. Black power. I heard, I heard a oh, white man. Uh, wait, brother. Wait, brother. Now she actually. Um, she even started off by acknowledging that you know it was Martin Luther King Day. So I mean that was that also seems to be the premise for her addressing um, addressing black black 
black people as a whole. I don't think she was. I don't think she was speaking in the context of just saying this black folks. She's talking about black people as a whole. So um, that's another thing, you know. I tell you one thing though. She raises a lot of questions that we can dissect when she makes, you know, a video like that. First off, what is entertainment? What is the role of entertainment? What is the role of black people in entertainment? And what is the concept of the Oscars? Now, when you look at it, the concept of the Oscars, they give the the biggest award to the actor who plays the most convincing leading role. The question I have is, in the past three years, have black any black actors, male or female, had a leading role in any movie? Uh, black type movies. Any movie? Yes, Steve Harvey bullshit. Steve Harvey got a movie? No, you know that Think Like a Man bullshit. Um, the shit with Ice Cube and Kevin Hart. Ride along shit. <laughs> you know, black okay, type movies, you know, the shit that would never be nominated. You know what I'm saying? But what you're referring to, no, there has not been. No. Okay, like take Hancock. Will Smith wasn't the uh, leading actor in that movie. The white boy was. It was about that white boy. Y'all didn't understand that? Y'all didn't get... We all, you seen Hancock, right? You're right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm that's real. He cleaned up he cleaned Hancock up and made him presentable to the public, right? He was PR, public relations, right? Mm-hmm. Django. Jamie Foxx wanted the leading role character in that movie. That white boy was. <laughs> so now that the next question. What is the role of black people in Hollywood? Well, if black people haven't been given the roles of lead actor, then that means that their job is to perpetuate it, to continue the image of stereotypes for our people, right? Okay. Now, they've been doing this in the past 10 years. They've been using blacks as the infamous villain. Y'all been knowing this? Y'all been peeping this out? Samuel L. Jackson's been the actor getting the most leading roles in that in that position right there. Him being the the uh, antagonist. He's not the leading character, but that's still a jump for us. But he's still serving the stereotype of us being evil and you know all that other shit. Now, what is entertainment? The purpose? I heard John. Anybody know who John Todd is? No, I don't know who that is. John Todd is this white boy who blew the lid on the Illuminati in the 70s and the 80s and just came up missing. Motherfuckers think he's dead, right? He's the motherfucker who everybody's been biting from and not citing the source, right? He's the one who said that when you make a record, they take your record, take it downstairs, and, and play the satanic motherfucking, you know, backwards on this shit. You know what I mean? He's the one who put all that shit out there. He he said this. He said they don't. They don't have media and music to make money off of. That's not the purpose for that. The purpose for the media, the radio, you know, the radio, the TV shows, all that shit, the magazines, that is so they can bring European culture in your life or bring 
Satanism in your life, which is European culture. You see what I'm saying? That's the whole sole purpose for it. When you hear white Europeans say that the television has done more for them and they've they've been able to push their agenda further through television than any other any other technology. I say. So Bill Cosby is proof that money is not going to get you because that's not what it's created for. It's not based on that. The first European movie in America was Birth of a Nation. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And I do think that, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Queen. Oh, the line might have dropped. No, I'm here, but, but I cut your whisper. Go ahead, please. You, 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 got, you got the line. Go ahead. I wanted to get back to what Brother Cause had said, oh, the last thing he said, because I, I personally feel that she is referring to her group because, you know, she's using the disguise of Michael Luther King's birthday to get those of us in the field to rally for her house nigger ass and the rest of them house niggas that been living good under white supremacy. Because this is about the fucking Oscars. This video wasn't done when Tamar Rice was murdered in the goddamn streets. Or every gardener. Wow. Wow. You know? Or even to the Flint, Michigan shit. Mm-hmm. Or the murders in Chicago. Yeah, no, 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 nothing. So we're supposed to rally now. Because the house niggas done called out to us in the field. Fuck her. Black power. Black power. mean that. I'm really, uh, I'm insulted. You got the nerve to let out that all this time? Well, I mean, I know that y'all have been investing with the enemy to to make more money. I know that's who you support. We know where you live. We know the schools you send your children to. We we know that. So I'm I'm thankful that one of her kind, one of these black traders actually said it. I appreciate that. So I ain't got to speculate no more on the shit. So now that you're not accepted by the good old cracker, you don't get that love that Dr. Amos Wilson talked about, that, you know, the mental slave is affected with, you know. We need that approval. So because you don't get approval for your acting skills, now we got to do a video. Dress it under MLK. And you got the audacity to say, now it's time for y'all to put y'all money back to your people and in our community. That's shameful. Like power. See, that was my first question. I'm like, why is she speaking out now? Like, what's up? They've been playing house nigga for the for since the beginning. So for her to say something now, something got his ulterior motive and shit. 
the sun, modeling dresses and shit. You ain't even come out and say no shit about that. Like, I ain't going to have that shit. My son modeling dresses. Like power. Hey. Will Smith ain't say shit about it. The daughter already at Dyke at 13, 14, 15. Y'all allowing her to, to, to uh, engage in homosexuality as if that's cool or that y'all all right with that shit? You ain't say nothing about it then? Where's your video? Come on, man. They should be ashamed of they motherfucking self. See, I don't get too upset when it comes to, because, let's be honest, y'all. No entertainer is really qualified to speak for us in regard to anything social and political. That is the role of basically making an entertainment. You endorse the ideas and opinions of the people who are paying you to make those endorsements, and one of them has to be you can't identify with nothing going on in the struggle. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your job is to appeal to your people in regards to showing them that they can get reward like you have. It's to appeal to them to, you know, to show the image that change is taking place. Look, you made it. You see what I'm saying? Not they, they don't get paid millions of dollars just because they have the talent to put this ball in the hole or because they can sing eloquently and so forth. No, they get paid those millions of dollars because they have the gift of taking your attention away from your real problems. And you, that's what they're getting paid for. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Proofing that, Eric Gardner, you know, I can't breathe. All they can do is wear a shirt. They can't even say how they feel about it. So the only thing that they can show us that they identify with us is the shirt, the hoodie. And that even gets exploited. Crackers made money off that. When all the NBA niggas had their sign, did did y'all peep that out? I am Trayvon Martin. Hoodies on. That was like a fad. See what I'm saying? They took it out of context. That's their job, to take everything out of context. Turn everything everything into a motherfucking joke. Tell what you said, it's deep. But then, but but then you gotta look, um, big bro, like a couple, you know, motherfuckers like uh, Muhammad Ali. You know what I'm saying? There was a time when entertainers did make statements culturally and shit. But I can see what you're saying, though. Basically, how much? Basically, how much influence them niggas had, though. My bad, bro. Mm -hmm. Now you right with it. Like when John Carlos and them stood up, and did, all they did was threw the black power fist up. They they chopped them motherfuckers up when they got back behind enemy lines when they came back. But cats had a little courage. And then with the money that these motherfuckers is making, um, they shouldn't be, be worried about no goddamn money. So obviously, like you're saying, it's probably more than money at this point. A lot of them, that's a part of the reason they're engaging in homosexuality. Those homosexual acts kind of uh, the tie that binds 
Like, oh, you want us to show this video when you was eating such and such ass, or you was doing such and such, your ass better sit, play the role, sit real still. Say what we need you to say. Kevin, the way I see it, man, the way I look at the whole Jada Pinkett thing is, you know, a little back at the story between her and uh, her and Pac, you know what I'm saying? They meet up mm-hmm. at the school. The school is for is for uh, talented, you know what I'm saying, more mm-hmm. type individuals or whatever, you know what I'm saying. But but I mean, when Pac goes, their Pac is coming from the 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 lowest of the low, whereas when Jada Pinkett comes from there, I mean she's still she's still a poverty she's still in poverty, but you know what I'm saying, uh, a little a little higher on the level, you know what I'm saying? They're not, they not just out of there like that, you know what I'm saying? So I could, mm-hmm. when I look at that, right, I could say, you know, you know, she she probably had a, I mean, I know Pop probably would have the conversations with her, you know what I'm saying? But if you're not, if you're not seeing that live in your face, you're, you're rejected. You're rejected multiple times and multiple times, you know what I'm saying? And and it just seemed like I I was surprised that she would speak out on shit like this earlier, but it's almost like damn, you know, it's kind of like maybe a light bulb. Like damn, maybe what that nigga was telling me the whole time was true. You know, uh-huh. and I have to I have to I have to think she had some kind of influence from Pac and Afeni, some kind of way growing up right in the area. You know, what I'm saying dealing with it personally. You know what I'm saying? So so we know that. I mean, well, I ain't gonna say we know, but. I would have to guess, you know, that uh, you know, they 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 spoke some of that or or at least put that on the mind of it, knowing this is a talented black woman that's probably gonna goddamn me pop off. You see, pop pop off one of these. You know what I'm saying? Even even when they was growing up in status, I mean, coming up in status, I could probably still still see pop still trying to tell her tell her things like, you know what I'm saying? Goddamn, you know. And then you see she get with Will Smith and stuff. You get blinded, y'all getting all the money and shit. You get blinded by that shit. But then, goddamn, shit, reality comes slap your ass in the motherfucking face. And then you go back and say, goddamn, what that nigga was telling me the whole time was true. Anything's possible, but I ain't buying it. I'm sorry, King. On some real mm. shit. I really need for my people to really hear what people are saying. You know, really, really, really hear that shit because the fact of the matter is, this is about them not getting nominated for the Oscars. Yeah, I feel you. It's it's about, and then she ain't even affirming shit. She's asking a question. She put in a question form. She knows she had to do that so she don't get blacklisted. So she don't get blacklisted. Yeah. So this is not black power, and for me to see. People on Facebook acting like this, she black power, all blah, blah, blah. Fuck, yo. Nah. We got to stop it. That This is a selfish moment for this bitch. They don't give a fuck about us, and we got to stop giving a fuck about them. Better eat shit. I come from show they... love, get love. Yeah. They always want us. They need the numbers. When they yeah, get they... their feelings hurt by the cracker they love so well. I mean, she got both mm-hmm. her kids and white sexual perversion. She all right with mm-hmm. that. 
Mm. She's okay with that. She deep in that white Eurocentric psychic shit, psyche shit. Dr. Amos Wilson talk about. You coming about the Oscars? When we out here doing some real shit? For real? Shit. Even Wendy Williams seen that. Wendy Williams said the same thing. Wendy Williams said, "You just, you just saying that because your husband didn't make, didn't get it nominated." Hmm. <laughs> Real shit. <laughs> that made me think of Brother Born when he said, "A broke clock can be right twice a day." Mm. Say that again. He's saying a broke clock can be right twice a day. <laughs> already, that's with yeah. right there already. Mm. When you got Wendy on that ass correctly, <laughs> <laughs> that's saying a lot. Wendell Williams on that ass. What? Right. Information too, but some sometimes she call it like she see it. In this case, I think she's calling like she see it because why now? I almost forgot how she looked because the last movie I think I seen her playing was what uh The Matrix. I almost didn't recognize him. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Me too, Brother Mikarov, for real. Mm. She getting, if you look at it, to me, she getting like a more masculine type of overtone about her and shit. She's the husband in the relationship. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, she wearing the dickies in that motherfucker. The dickies Hell in the yeah. Tim's. She wearing the dickies Hell in yeah. the Tim's. Yeah. Whenever the dickies jumping out. You know, we've seen, I've seen, I mean, too many times her husband doing some suspect shit. From his roles in movies to him kissing the son all on, you know, that's okay. like, that's like, that comes to interview like. First, you know, we bring you on when the cameras hit you. You know, kiss your son. We're gonna go into the interview. That must be like part of the interview. You know what I mean? Uh huh. About her, that was questionable. When she was, uh, she was around. What's his name? Too much. What's that nigga name? The cartel boy, the D boy, J uh, J Lo's husband. What's that Mexican nigga name? Uh, uh. Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony. You never trust a nigga with two first names. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Mark Anthony must have came off more masculine than uh Will Smith at that at that moment or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh <laughs> yeah, she wears pants. Believe that.
Another thing we missed, missed looking at, um, Professor Griff had a good lecture. And everybody was looking, you know, people like fancy words. So when they heard Illuminati, that just captured their moment. But, you know, but they didn't look at the information he brought concerning when he did that take on Medea. Did y'all ever see that? Professor Griff going in on Medea? When he broke down the name, which means me, uh, media, which is a, a Greek mm-hmm. concept, a term, and how the history of European culture, Europeans have always been fascinated with this idea of playing roles, whether it be on camera or whether it be uh, plays. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We get into it. We, we like the glitz and glamour behind it, but we don't know the history behind the culture of role playing. You see what I'm saying? Ooh. Oh, for Tom, they hollow individuals. almost a form of latent possession to some extent because they're constantly in the business of playing different personalities and acting them out as if they're real or not. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The context, like, okay, when you see, what was that movie? Uh, they were, it was a movie they were showing about secret societies and so forth, and this guy had snuck into the meeting, and when he went into there, everybody had masks on. It was like a masquerade party. Once again, that context of masks, playing roles, hiding behind the mask, or hiding who you truly are. You see what I'm saying? Europeans do this all the time. They hide behind their suits. That's that uniform is that is the that uniform fucks us up. White boy come knocking on your door in a suit, you're going to be, oh, oh, who's that? He could be a homeless nigga who they took off the streets, cleaned up, and put in a suit, and gave him good talking etiquette. And, and You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Didn't trading places show us that? Mm-hmm. See, Eddie Murphy, that's a good point you made, too. Eddie Murphy has his faults, but I don't care what nobody say. That nigga gave us one of the best movies yet. Portraying. That's my shit. Coming to America, even though it was fixtures, goddammit, just to see, you know, the brother wearing, you know, they the brother couldn't walk without them dropping rose petals. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have yeah, not got a movie like that My son works. You know what I'm saying? That's, I'm looking for my son, Hakeem. That shit give me every time. <laughs> and, and are there any white people in that movie? Did y'all notice that? Okay, that's the only movie with the lead black person in it. 
<laughs> I'm really thinking too. Was there any white supporting? No, nobody was white in that movie. Nah, he even played the old. <laughs> the little Jew dude in the barbershop and shit. <laughs> yep. That's yeah. very good. I've seen that movie a thousand times. And never noticed. Oh, no. Nah, there was a white boy in there. There was a white motherfucker in there. Who? What's the comedian's name? Anderson and shit. The fat motherfucker. He was working at the burger joint with him and shit. Y'all, you're right. Right. You're right. I think he was like one of the only few motherfuckers that was in there, though. The fat the Irishman. Whole, uh, the fat Irishman. No, no, which part? At which part? No, that actor, I'm pretty sure he's, he's Irish. I know oh, you talk about right. him rushing the cast register. Yeah, he's Irish. Yeah, okay. So, he's a, you know, you could be Irish and you could be white. It's a good book called When the Irish Became White. <laughs> They just can't. They just. They just got allowed to be white. A good. A good movie to show you that gangs in New York. Remember. Remember. Remember when. When uh, the butcher won, and Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio found out all his daddy homies was traitors and that bald headed Irishman, and the way the way uh the butcher would mock him like don't mind him, he's just a dumb Irishman, right? He said, when God created the world, he he leaned over on the side of Ireland and took a shit, and that became Ireland. You know what I mean? They were white. You know what I mean? They didn't get no respect. <laughs> yeah, I remember that shit. <laughs> but he still worked for Mr. Even, 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 he still worked for Mr. McDowell, though. You know what I mean? He was a white. So I don't really count that. You know what I mean? He was he was going white in there. That was the butcher though. The butcher was gangster though. Butcher Bill. Gangster. OG Yankee. And and for some reason I like that cracker as an actor. I even you, you seen that movie There Be Blood? Yeah, in your day. Yeah, yeah. In no country for old men. And oh, no nah, no. Nah. There will be blood. Whatever the fuck, yeah. Yeah. You see how he did that cracker in the end of the movie? There'll be blood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that movie. I got that. But they was handing out free from job. I He played another movie. Did he, he? He played another. You know, he always played a good racist cracker movie. What fuck movie did he play? Hey, that's 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 cast. Feel me? You mm-hmm. don't play He-Man when your ass fuck Sheba. You feel me? Like when the nigga got shot. When remember uh, the gangs New York after after uh, Lil Dirty Caprio failed to assassinate him, but he did. I think he did shoot him though. That nigga was wrapped up in the American flag. I'm like, this nigga's a gangster. You know what I'm saying? He was wrapped up in the American flag while he was sitting there sleeping with the Irish girl. Right? I'm like, damn. Yeah, that's a good movie though, Gangs of New York. Based on true events. That whole context with Tammany Hall, that's how the Union won the Civil War. With the Irish. Them Irish was getting off boats, putting on Union uniforms, getting on other boats, going right down south to fight for the Union. 
they show you that shit. They show you how they turn, how they turn, turn on niggas. You feel me? They show you all that shit. It was also the Irish involved in those Harlem um, them riots that took place uh, at that time period. The killing of black people. Yeah, they had that big riot out there. At the time, same time period. You know. Oh, yeah, we have the era of Belmont. Mm hmm. We got a cold history with, 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 with Irish because the Irish was the first white folks. Who would complain? Like, like we said earlier, we were at the bottom of the, of the barrel. So that fo- that whole forty acres in the mule, I learned this from Doctor Walker. In the, when I first went to college, he told me he said, "Take you an African or take you a Black History class, so you don't forget why you at school." Right? I took his class. Didn't even know he went to school. My auntie, he was related to the brother who got uh, dragged by the KKK. When the Colorado went down there in Texas, he was related to him. He did his whole, was on reconstruction. He was clearing up a lot. He said, they tried that 40 acres in the mule. And you know what happened? Poor whites found out about it and burnt the shit down. So this goes to show you that before they can even issue us reparations, that's why Bernie Sanders ain't for reparations. He a white minority. They're going to have their hands out first. See what I'm saying? We're white. How y'all going to get these niggas this shit first and, and just forget about us? And then when, then when we say, well, hey, man, why y'all they come to? Hey, man, we got other motherfuckers. We see, that's why they also keep a small percentage of poor white folks my, or, or, or a minority population of white folks around. So they can use that as an excuse why they can't assist us. That was, was, that was the case with JFK. That's why Malcolm X was so much digging in his fucking chest. You the first motherfucking Irish president, my nigga. You were white. You the first white nigga in office. And the last, because they hired, they, they haven't used another one, right? Yeah, he well, stayed. they try to hide it. They try to hide under the Catholics, like he was the first Catholic president, but that's exactly what they were saying. He was the first Irish, because all them other presidents came from old blood. See what I'm saying? He was new. He was new money. Because his, his daddy was the first successful generation. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when you understand that, that's why, that's why his son was getting murked. Only reason President Bush, Prescott Bush, the criminal, was because his role with the Nazis. That's, that's my opinion. Because uh, what's his name, daddy? JFK's father. That nigga had $12 million during the Great Depression and bounced with England. And he became a chancellor. He always wanted to be high in power. He became a chancellor. And they came back. You see what I'm saying? Whereas Prescott Bush, he helped aid a lot of motherfucking criminals during uh, World War II. You see what I'm saying? Get over here and so forth. You know what I mean? He broke a lot of motherfucking uh He supported, he supported that Eastern European movement. Because he who wins the war... Not only gets to be right history, but they also get the mad scientists, right? Where did those German scientists go? America. And, some, and a lot of them used 
their science, the, the, the knowledge of science, and got into business and finances. That's why a lot of these corporations, they help support their algorithms. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a good program right now, told by the call to put in the hangouts. Go on Crackle. It's called Why We Fight. And it's on the military industrial complex, and it's going in depth with these motherfucking crackers, telling you basically they have to fight. They have to have an opponent. They have to have an outside force that's the problem of, you know what I mean, to point the finger at. And if they and if they can't find one, they'll create one. And that every president that has come into office in America in the past 50, 75 years have always or had, had their own war campaign in their in their uh, time while in office. You see what I'm saying? All you got to do is do the research. Yeah, so bottom line, fuck fuck Jada Pinkett and Will Smith. That's fucked up because they're babies, man. Uh, Them babies never had a shot, man. Fucking around with the mom, with Will Smith and Jada, them babies is already done for. So they're going to grow up to pretty much represent, you know what I'm saying, the same shit their mom and dad represent. Unless some type of, uh, you know what I'm saying, divine intervention take place with the daughter already being on some homosexual shit and the boy already fucking around with white bitches and shit and modeling and dresses, they both done. So she didn't pretty much sold her whole family. They sold their whole soul and their family soul and shit. Just like two, three generations right there, done. And like Sister Camille saying, with the with the with the money that they motherfucking got, you know what type of difference they could have made, you know what I'm saying, in the black community. And them motherfuckers turn out to part of some fuckery, like. Black power. That's a useless hope, though, bruh. Because we know, goddamn me, once they get into Hollywood shit, they no longer, that's no longer them no more. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you Mm -hmm. nigga just, I mean, (laughs) see, you really just expected too much from them niggas. Really, bruh. On the cold, we expected too much from them niggas. I mean, we we see it was a big difference. From, from them before than when they became Will and Jada as far as big Hollywood make a superstar. We see it's a big difference in in in, in, in you know what I'm saying how it was going. I shame. I mean I look at it like once they get to a certain level they no longer control their family do. But what that's goes with anybody, we see it over and over again. Get to a certain level, you don't, you don't got no control over that shit. You can't even expect that shit from them niggas. I mean, what well, what we do get, we got to salute it and say right on and keep on pushing, man. Right? You know what I'm saying? 
I mean, I, I, I feel what you're saying. I'm straight to that. It takes a, take a special selfish motherfucker to be like that. You ain't successful because you're right. You're successful because you're wrong. You understand what I'm saying? You ain't get that interview and ain't give you that cash because you had a nice head on your shoulders. Just the opposite. And that's what we got to start overstanding when we be seeing these athletes, the actors, and all that. Nigga, they, they only up there because they head ain't right. Period. Nigga, they got to wear makeup. A nigga got to wear makeup. That's all I got to say, man. Black power. Yeah. Black power. Take a special type of selfish motherfucker to be Kobe. To be the best actor, to be with the nigga. Will was getting fucked by goddamn, uh, what's the nigga name? Uh, uh, they put him on Fresh Prince. Quincy Jones. You feel me? The same one Tupac threw out there when he tried to push up on him. You feel me? And you got to be willing to do that. They ain't like a baby age where they can't defend themselves. No, nigga. They like, fuck it. What I got to do to get home? Fuck it. I believe See? he turned out Michael Jackson, too. All that shit you get touched, man. You got to be willing to sacrifice your shit. Your mama and them get put you in an industry they willing to, they even sacrifice. Now, I feel sorry for, like, Webster and shit like that. You know what I mean? Other <laughs> that, nigga, he was a teenager. You man. could fuck this old raggedy motherfucker. You could whoop his ass, and you just, nah, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 pull my drawers down and get on. Nigga. And that that's why I said though, that's why I said I feel sorry for their children and shit. Cause they pretty much put them out there at a young age, you know what I'm saying? The daughter thirteen talking about she a fucking like she's homosexual bisexual. Your son like fucking seven, eight, nine, you got him fucking around with this bullshit, wearing dresses and uh in movies fucking like why you got your kids hanging around beat Justin Bieber and all this dumb shit. Like you basically setting them up for a life of, of you know what I'm saying, European fuckery. Perverted white sex and shit. You setting them up. They never really had a shot is what I'm saying. Fuck Will and Jada, like you said, they chose their motherfucking path. They put their motherfucking uh, 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 I said to that. Feel me? Fuck your daughter 13 talking about she bisexual and y'all cool with this shit. Okay. What type of man allow that shit to go down? And Queen, what type of real queen gonna allow that her son to be doing smoke dunk? Like he said, now now you coming out talking about some goddamn Oscars. We need to pull our money together and build for ourselves. <laughs> okay, bro. That, shit. that shit's offensive, yo. Silly shit to dealing with, man. The real life Viv said, yeah, shit, only Oscar she worried about is Oscar Minor Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's I that. Right. It goes back to the whole concept of what they do when you try to make, when you make a superstar. What's the whole concept of, of fucking making a nigga a superstar or the token nigga? Out his goddamn he can be oh, the sorry. most effective. My nigga, and elevating them above every motherfucking body else to where the people can no longer feel no kind of connection to them no more. So so now they on the island, my nigga, so the woodcrackers can do whatever the fuck they want to do to them, my nigga. 
You know, to me, what's sad is that all of these um, black people that we're talking about here, these entertainers and some athletes and stuff like that, the fact is, is that it was their own people who were the catalyst to the cracker turning around and paying attention to them. They saw yeah, their charisma. Them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Brother Minkara. I, I love that word now, and especially influenza with the word influence. <laughs> Being contagious, that's real. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they see those that have that, where they have that influence that, you know, they're contagious and people appeal to them. But it's us who made them who they are, and they have turned their back on us. They forget mm-hmm. that. That before the cracker came to you to put you on the pedestal and hit you with that money by, you know, high price slave type shit, it was your people, baby. Each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. I think Brother Little had a good point when he said that, that it takes a certain selfish individual to, um, accepted into their circle, you know, and they have to pass certain tests, and that's one of them. One of them is, can you, you know, cut your friends, your family off? Can you put us first and put them last, you know, to get you in the in the, in the mind frame where you'll do anything? And that's to be an empty vessel for these people. And if you come to them with a cup that's half full, they're gonna reject you because they want to be they want to be the arbitrators to pour all the knowledge, all their influence into you. And the best way they can do that, the younger, the better. Uh, regarding Jada Pinkett Smith and her, you know, and their children, I use this uh, analogy. When Europeans, like during slavery, the male and the female could live in the same house, but they really couldn't get married because if they did, the children still belonged to master. And that's the, the situation we're talking about now. Yes, they may be rich and successful, but they're more their slave master than before because he controls every aspect of the living through their finances, right? So that, mm-hmm. to some extent, he controls their children because I'm pretty sure, you know, the, the idea of trying to get their children to follow in their footsteps is going to come from an advisor who's not black, who's paid to be, I mean, I'm paid to, you know, give you good advice. They shouldn't go to this school. They should wear this, you know, public relations. You see what I'm saying? The overall view we need to see is it's an attack on the black family because that's the main threat to white uh, white supremacy to some extent is a successful, thriving black family. The purpose for marriage is so that your children can inherit your name, wealth, and property. You have a large generation of bastards, in the, you know what I mean, that's popping up. They have nothing inherited but the... the uh, negative side of their creation, you know what I'm saying? How they came into this world from the get-go, you know? So a lot of that pours in as well. But once again, I don't look for entertainers to be politicians and speak for us. They're not even trained and qualified. They're not in the community enough to even, they don't even know what the fuck is going on in our community to some extent because they're not there. They're in Hollywood. They're, you know, in the Victoria Gardens. They're, they're, um, they're in Rodeo Drive. You see what I'm saying? They're, they're out when they move out of the hood, that's they move their whole political awareness out of the hood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they're they in practice. And, and they're in practice. resources. You know, I think resources. with 
what Brother Little has said is very important for us to keep in mind at all times. When they come before us, as Jada did, and others with the bullshit, we have to keep in mind we're dealing with the ultimate selfish individual, as you also elaborated upon, Brother McGraw. That's crucial. Their own agenda is personal, though it is it will be disguised as if it includes you. And we gotta stop falling for that. Mm-hmm. The illusion of inclusion. Before they did it to us, that's why they did it with the Irish Americans. They didn't want them to be a part of, of their family and so forth, but they did it for other games so that they can play the role of mismanaging power. So this 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 side would get a little more jealous than this side. So we'll make you we'll make you honorable. We'll give you a little land. We'll put you on the team. You see what I'm saying? But you'll never really truly be down. You'll never truly be one of us. And you'll you'll promote our message better and stronger than we ever could because you have the message of coming from nothing into something. You see what I'm saying? People listen to that. People get hope from that. People vision that. People think, oh, I can do that. He did it. And that's just not the case at all. That's why That's why you always hear that sob story in sports. Always. That's going to be the number one driven agenda. Rags to riches. <laughs> no doubt. Or no doubt. take a bite of this forbidden fruit. And it's over. That shit tastes good. And it's almost like you said, too. The key component is an elder, you know what I'm saying, African individual kind of initiating the next generation and shit, like the next group of of of, of uh, bourgeoisie Negroes, man. I mean, that's what the boule is for. They wouldn't be good agents. They wouldn't be useful if they couldn't do what they was doing, baby. Then they get disposed of. See? Okay. You got to be of some use. Once the tool is no use to you, nigga, the hammer ain't. I mean, you got damn the screwdriver ain't screwing in nothing no more, nigga. Then, I mean, you moved it. You switching tools. That's what we got to just realize, man. You know, we, we ain't nothing but a screwdriver and hammer and nail to these motherfuckers. That's it. You're dealing with animals, man. You're dealing with chimps. Motherfuckers be trying to relate like, <laughs> like this motherfucker's some kind of human. It's not. It's a beast, man. That's not yeah, that Goddamn. Check this out, man. I want to drop this story in uh, off the independent uh, news link. Like the African independent news. There's a South Africa Facebook post describing black people as monkeys ignites the day over legacy of racism in Rainbow Nation. Uh, Penny Sparrow, a retired estate agent, faces criminal charges and is under investigation by the country's Human Rights Commission over her comments on social media. South Africa's ruling party. The African National Congress has called for the schools to teach anti-racism and for ha- and for hate speech legislation to be strengthened after widespread anger at a viral Facebook post that described black people as monkeys. The post has ignited debate over the complex legacy of racism. 
Racism in the Rainbow Nation, 22 years after the end of apartheid, South Africans should be taught at a young stage to despise racism, said ANC spokesman Sahili uh, Zikalala. Um, he also, he said the subject should be included in on the curriculum of all schools in the country. Penny Sparrow, a retired state agent, faces criminal charges and is under investigation by the South African Human Rights Commission over her comments about black people celebrating New Year's Day on a public beach. Um, her actual statement is this, says, uh, and I quote, these monkeys that are allowed to be released on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day on to public beaches, towns, etc., obviously have no education whatsoever. So to allow them loose is inviting huge dirt and troubles and discomfort to others. I'm sorry to say I was amongst the uh, revelers and all I saw were black-on-black black skin. What a shame. I do know some wonderful, thoughtful black people. This lot of monkeys just don't want to even try, but think they can voice opinions about statues and get their way, dear, oh, dear. From now, I shall address the blacks of South Africa as monkeys as I see the cute little wild monkeys do the same pick and drop litter. So then they saying she uh she's supposed to get charged if if convicted of the under if convicted under charges of unlawful and intentional serious impairing the dignity of others, she she faces a fine but not a prison sentence. The government since has said it may strengthen the law to include custodial sentences. Quote, we will soon investigate creating a specific law or amending existing legislation to ensure uh, that acts of racism and promotion of apartheid are criminalized and punished by imprisonment, said the ANC's chief whip, uh, Stone Zazani. This bitch is talking some old bullshit. And she said, well, I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to say that I was amongst the revealers. But I, okay. She said something about she, she wasn't trying to be nasty, but she was just saying what she saw, some bullshit. Ain't nobody really striking out at the bitch. I didn't, it's what she said, I didn't mean it personally. I was being nasty. I wasn't being nasty or rude or horrible. But it's just it's just that the black people make a mess. It's just how they are. And this is the psychotic nature of these beasts. So she comes back like, around and slap you again. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, I wasn't trying to really be disrespectful. I'm just saying, you know, black people be fucking shit up because y'all really just some goddamn monkeys in the first goddamn place. That's all I'm really saying. But, uh, Sounds like they've learned well from this country. Because all I heard was some lip service. Uh, the the two African uh, ANC leaders, I think I heard you quote, uh, 
sound like <clears throat> South African Reverend Al Sharpton's and shit. Pretty much. Because you can't have that point of view if that ain't a reality. Um, the Cracker Bees got the best shit over there. And the terminology. Hell, same shit here. Mm-hmm. And the terminology she's using is old racist white jargon and shit. Like it ain't like no new shit. She like all these monkeys. You know what I'm saying? They dirty. Filthy mon dirty monkeys, you know what I'm saying? She using that old that old time shit. Which lets you know, like she said, it's pretty much generational shit. So ain't nothing really been changed. And we know that the, that they still control all the wealth and shit. It's still and apartheid, just like there's yeah. apartheid here. Yeah. So it's not acknowledged. And what what you have here is the youth had took to the street on this shit, but then you got the old, you know what I'm saying, the old house sambo niggas trying to quell, you know what I'm saying, put out that fire in the youth. You, yeah, they got they got a picture of the youth in the street and shit. But they ready to, you know what I'm saying, they ready to get it in. And uh, you can only hold that energy back for so long. In one way, that's good. You know, uh-huh. but it's in another way. It just makes me think of, uh, that, um, you know, you a cracker beast expressing the reality of which you live in it. You know, um, calling you a monkey and shit, calling our people monkeys, um, is what incites you, not the everyday. Apartheid and brutality huh. that you live under. Living in, I think yeah. that says something. Yeah. Now it's what? Mine. That could be contemplated on, but it says something. Yeah, when the mind is, you know what I'm saying, the best weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. You saying it perfectly. Because if, if the conditions themselves don't incite you, why you get mad at some Reddit, you know what I mean? At some Reddit. On Facebook. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the Cracker Beasts are giving out the call that, um, you know, we got the sanctions removed. It, you know, it's been long enough now. Let's just come out full frontal with it, like how we had it before. Um, the A and C are traitors, you know, that leadership. And they call the Mandela that came out of prison ain't the same man that went in. No. And they calling this shit the Rainbow Nation now. Yo, that's and I'm glad you brought that up because that's crazy. Fuck. Hell yeah. Rainbow is the gay shit. Some gay shit. That's a double negative. And then. Rainbow was one of the names with the name of a slave ship. I think I just heard Brother Maddox say that shit today when I was listening to his lecture. That's right. Uh-huh. Dealing with Jesse Jackson, calling his uh-huh. uh, shit the Rainbow Coalition. Mm-hmm. Black Power, that's right. Black Power. Whatever the movement is, it has to be all-inclusive. So it has to somewhere or another support 
the status quo, which is white supremacy. You see what I'm saying? And something mm-hmm. else we need to really study is CIA tactics when it comes to politics and how they work. The Cold War mainly. How they'll come in and like I like like what you were talking last time, when Europeans invade, they just send their troops over there first. They send in sociology. Uh-huh. Learn the social to, to learn the social classes of people. They they send in their anthropologists to learn the cultures of the people, the geographers to learn the land of the people. And by the time all of them working for the Central Intelligence Agency, you see what I'm saying? But then by the mm-hmm. time their target, who is this individual, they can create or appeal to an individual in that same ethnic group who may not have the same aspirations as the one in power. You see what I'm saying? They've done this. They are the masters at this, in fact. Uh, Trying to give you a visual. The war in Iraq, for example. The, the, The United States will not now openly even discuss the relationship they had with Saddam Hussein when he was an ally. Motherfuckers didn't even know at one point he was an ally. And they create they they created him in the position of power that he is in now. So give me a minute. I'm trying to I'm gonna pull this little clip up. I want y'all to hear this right quick. Coming from a retired CIA agent, so you can listen how he you know how they get down. You see what I'm saying? Hold on, right quick. Yo, did y'all see most Dev change his name? Did y'all see him bay and shit? Man, this nigga, this nigga crazy. <laughs> you see that shit, sister Camille? See what? Most Dev changed his name to Yasin Bay. You on the more tip? Nah, I'm glad I missed it. Yeah. Nah, he's uh, he got arrested in South Africa and shit. Me and brother, uh, brother Claus was talking about that shit. Uh, two was that uh, Saturday. I just pulled up the article and shit, but I didn't know he had changed his name and shit. I think his wife's Pakistani. She's not black. Who's that? Uh, okay. Most death. Yep. Bay hip hop artist formerly known as Most Death has been arrested for attempting to use a world passport, which doesn't exist. A government spokesman said that Bay attempted to use a false passport when leaving the country on Thursday. Bay has 14 days to leave the country and is now banned from returning to South Africa for five years. The New York rapper has lived in Cape Town since 2013 and appeared in court where he was told that he can appeal the ruling. All right, I'm ready. Hold on. I'm getting it right now. Hold on. Okay. 
Israel.
BB Faudia. Yeah. BB Faudia. Yeah. Check, check. A small clip from that program I told y'all that's on Crackle called Why We Fight. And if people study the motherfucking beast, you will know that the beast only, you only is viable to the beast as your next mission. That goes for anybody, even his own people. Once your mission is done, complete, successful, you expendable. Even during the process, you expendable, but you know what I'm saying? So for these little dumbass entertainers and shit, if a motherfucker kill his own people, what real love and loyalty do you think he got for your dumbass? So beyond pushing the agenda for these little movies and shit that these motherfuckers play in, or even like with LeBron, beyond y'all being able to generate income based on the fact that y'all sports icons, what value do you possess to the system? So any day could be your last day. Niggas is just, you know what I'm saying? A better off building with your peace, you know what I'm saying? At least setting up a type of, uh, you know, a type of dynamic where you can. Want, you know what I mean? You got to exit. You always got to have an exit. You know what I'm saying? That money come and go, so that shit don't really guarantee you. No, uh, it don't guarantee you no way out. Bill Cosby, perfect example of that type of shit. When they was done with Bill, they turned Bill into a monster. With some shit that's 40 years old, You got me going to court over some shit from 40 years ago that some motherfucker said I did or didn't do. Hmm. See how clean you really was? You had to catch you slipping when you was when you was, you know, in your young <laughs> dumb full of calm days. You feel me? Talk about status fly back in motherfucker eighty seven B. It had the whole goddamn interview and shit. I mean, they went and searched for the footage, or Maya just had the footage waiting and shit. And do you even know how that shit can't <laughs> even get unarchived unless it gets a higher up? Give it the green light. That shit is archived. No doubt. Couldn't even get the footage unless the green light got got motherfucking lit. Ain't no way the editor would have access to the footage. It's impossible. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. If it come on TV, family, you gotta Uh listen to your boys. 
That shit is programmed, and it got a desired effect. If your if your mind ain't on point, you ain't gonna understand what the fuck you just did. A pawn don't know he's a pawn. Pawn don't even know this. He in he can't find him for the war. That's what make a good pawn a pawn. Can't handle motherfucking conscious pawn now. They gonna be fucking everything up. So, once again, cast, directing, interviewing, all that, that shit is for a reason. You can't just join the military, motherfucker. You got to pass the psych evaluation. You know, I'd like to um, add a story in. Um, I saw 60 Minutes. It um, made me think about discussions that the family members have had on here and speculation after the information of China coming out, um, the information about China and Zimbabwe and a couple of other African countries uh, forming relationships, for lack of a better term right now, phrase. And the 60-minute, and we were speculating how we could look forward to seeing propaganda now getting at China. Well, the 60-minute... Uh, piece on China had to do with China, uh, according to the Justice Department, um, engaging in corporate espionage to such an extent that it is getting the attention of the highest level of national security. And you have the Cracker Beast bitch in, in, on a, with the illusion of sitting on a stoop and her backdrop is um, binary codes, right? Dressed in red with the the star uh, and the four other stars of, of the communism, uh, China, and, 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 and communism. You know, communism uh, is associated with the color red. Uh-huh. You know, that, that go back in this, this history, in, in, in this racist country here. So you already can see the propaganda, and then they're calling it the great brain robbery made in America. So they're starting the campaign. When when they say corporate espionage, what they referring to, Sister Camille? Stealing information Uh to uh, build industries. Mm-hmm. Were they specific about as far as any type of specific field? Or are they just saying general in general? The entire U.S. economy, industries mm-hmm. that have built the entire U.S. economy. That's what they're stating mm-hmm. here. Uh-huh. You got the biggest criminal, the biggest spy, trying to point the finger at another group of motherfuckers. About espionage, corporate espionage. As if in them, as if them going into Africa, stealing all the knowledge and wisdom from our ancestors, wasn't the biggest corporate espionage ever ever been pulled off in the history of the world. 
Ashe. I got one more for y'all regarding the role of the bastard as a factor in history. And you got some Dr. Clark for his brother. And I have always threatened to write a massive book about it and never wrote a line. I write out the titles of the book. And I and I talk out chapters in the book, but I never write the book. It is so delicate and dangerous and so painful. The person who opened many doors and talked about many things, even at the risk of being killed, had not even put it down. The book is called The Role of the Bastard as a Factor in History.
one of the last of the mulatto governors, Eton, when they were arguing about democracy or dictatorship, Christophe had a dictatorship, but everybody was fed and going to school and doing well. Peton had another part of the island that was, was called a democracy, modeled after Europe, but everybody was starving over that. <laughs> and when he faced Christophe, he, he said that if the French, that Christophe had been a stable boy, head waiter in the French hand, also for the American Revolution, but that's another story. But when he faced Christophe, he said, if the French had killed you, I wouldn't have you to contend with. Christophe's answer was classic. Your mother had the common decency to keep Frenchmen out of her bed, I wouldn't have you to contend with. <laughs> now, after the death of Christophe, supposedly engineered by the mulattoes, they came to power begging for French acceptance and guidance. He adopted a French constitution that crippled Haiti and killed the revolutionary spirit of Haiti to this very day. French nationalism and French bastardization name of that uh, lecture again, bro? Dr. Clark's White Supremacy Mulatto Factor. The role of the bastards. Factor. When you see the when you see the video, it's going to be a picture of uh, uh, Obama on there. <laughs> but that, that's the same thing that's going on right now in the Sudan. Where the Arabs are bastardizing, creating a bastard generation, half black, half African, half Arab. And they're sending those, those bastard children back into their mother's village and using them to control their people. You see what I'm saying? But as Dr. Clark stated, the history has shown that the bastard always sides with the father who's in power. Every that 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 is the main tool Europeans used, because see, indigenous people, if you so different than the people who you in contact with, they did what most people did. Well, I'll give you my daughter. You know, we'll, we'll have an arranged marriage, and the child will be the treaty between us. You see what I'm saying? Because. Even though I didn't have an, an apathetic attachment to you at all, anything attached to you at all prior, because this child has half my blood, you see what I'm saying? That was that was the norm. The, that was the that was the one thing the European used to his advantage when he seen that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On one hand, we can say because there's the opposite to everything. On one hand, we can say what the one drop theory. If you mix with, you know, if you got one type of black brother, you black. But when you take Chancellor Williams' work, 
while the Europeans were doing that over here in Arabia, they were doing the opposite. If you had one drop of Arab blood, you would consider Arab. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that whole mixture, you know, they, they use that. You see what I'm saying? By bastardizing the women that they conquer, or the women in which they seek to conquer. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So on one hand, we can, as black people, we can blacken up a race. But Europeans also can do the same thing, and they have been. And proof in that is, shit, look at the 60s. In the 60s, everybody was dark. I like to use Bruce Lee. I didn't know Bruce Lee was half white. Did y'all know that? But even though he was half white, or the third white, in the 60s, in the 50s, 60s, when he grew up, he still looks more Chinese than Chinese do today, right? Like my dad used to tell me, he said, I used to be able to tell the difference between a Vietnamese, a Cambodian, and a Chinaman. But now you can't, you, you can't, you can't tell the difference between them until they open their mouth. Because they all light skin. You see what I'm saying? North Korean, they, I mean, South Koreans and uh, China, they're even getting procedures of surgery to round their eyes. So the idea or concept of, of, of self-hate is not just something that affects black people, but it affects all non-white people. When you have Asians, for example, rounding their eyes. Anybody ever, anybody know about this right here? Heard about it recently. Uh, yeah. The main one, the women. The women are the main ones. This idea in European culture that all other places in the world serve as their uh, vacation lots. And because of their vacation spots for Europeans, there has to be a large number of prostitutes. Y'all ever noticed that? The Dominican Republic. Uh, a good book to read on that is uh, The Devil in the Mirror. How, on one hand, the Dominican Republic shares an island with Haiti, right? And how Europeans have built all kind of infrastructure on the Dominican side of, of that island and created a, a social class where you have Haitians sneaking over trying to get to the Dominican Republic and getting told on by Dominicans and getting exp uh, sent back home. See what I'm saying? That last part again, Brother McElroy. Dealing with Haiti. Uh -huh. They created a social system. They built they big they built infrastructure all through the Dominican Republic, right? Uh -huh. The Dominican Republic and Haiti share the same island. Uh -huh. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you went to the Dominican Republic, you wouldn't even know that. You see what I'm saying? It looks mm -hmm. so westernized. It's it's a tourist uh 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 spot. Now Haiti is on the same island and has just as Many nice views and so forth, but because of the history of Haiti, you see what I'm saying? Uh, now, the Dominican Republic, they speak French, I mean, uh, Spanish, while the Haitians still speaking French, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But they've created, a, a, they've impoverished Haiti so much that you have Haitians sneaking over to the Dominican Republic trying to get work, and the Dominicans selling them out, telling on them. Because at the same time, in the, the, the Europeans are only given a handful of Dominicans work. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And for Dominican women, 
The job is just like any other role, prostitution. See what I'm saying? Good book, a good book to read. You know what I mean? The devil in the mirror. And it goes right into the how, and they're using this new term now called globalization. That's a new term for colonialism. Whereas we're gonna we're gonna build infrastructure, we're gonna westernize your your uh, city and your country, but uh, we're gonna have to take over first. And that was the same situation. That's why I played that clip from uh, the CIA agent talking about Iraq because. When when the Ameri- when 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 the British came in and started fucking with that oil, the puppets that they were using for government officials, because they were getting paid by by the foreigners for their oil, they didn't focus on the economy of the nation. Am I making sense? They didn't need to focus on the economy because they weren't. So that means that they turned their back on their people. So while the people were still trying to you know trying to build a, a stable economy. Their higher elite who were puppets didn't have no fucking say so in it and didn't even want to because their money was coming from an outside source. It's the first time that has ever happened. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. When you when we talk about nation building, the nation really builds and provides for itself. It has to be self sufficient or at least in some way or another be self sufficient. If not hundred percent, at least fifty percent, right? So that you can stabilize your own economy, right? What happens when a foreigner comes in? He's not paying into your economy as a nation as a whole. He's paying into your personal account. You see what I'm saying? And you're not going to share that, would you? And see, that's what's going on right now. They're hiring. These corporations are going over there. They're hiring sellouts, promising them a fat check off the resources. But the money that, that, that these puppets are getting from the resources, they're not tying that shit back into the, you know what I mean? Then they, have to take, then they have to take loans from IMF. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They destabilize the country. Yeah. International Mafia Fund. Yes, sir. See, China knows this. That's why China went in and said, we'll build the infrastructure first. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> that was we've been lying in the pockets of these niggas. You see what I'm saying? Because that's already been done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, keep your eye on China, man. Well, we don't have to. They gonna, they keeping their eye on China. You know what I'm saying? Listen to the, what, what's the terminology system come here, you... <laughs> Espion, uh, 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 what'd you say? Corporate espionage. Did you say something like that? What'd you say? Because it's me. Yeah, she did say corporate espionage. You out there, sis? And what's funny, 
brother, uh, they're the first people to practice that, aren't, in my knowledge, you. You know what I mean? <laughs> How y'all going to call the Chinese? Yeah, they're yeah. the first person to practice Corporate they did that shit. They came to Africa. Yeah, that's what I was saying. They the they the biggest. You know what I mean? They did it on a level nobody could ever do it on. And, and then re turned around, renamed the shit. Instead of like before I start studying African history, everything you hear about mathematics and shit, they talk about Pythagorean's theory. I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, but they saying they saying uh, mathematics came out of Africa. Like why? How the Europeans invented this and that? I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm hearing all this shit like middle school, high school. I started studying this shit after I graduated. I'm like, the fuck? I'm like, so these motherfuckers is just taking shit and just throwing their goddamn name on shit and giving it to the world like they really made this shit. And if a motherfucker don't do no research, you believe this shit is real. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, God damn. But how criminal can you be? And then these motherfuckers coming up with terms like plagiarism and this and that. And that's their whole history is that shit. So I'm like, like you saying, corporate espionage of the Chinese. Like, nigga, y'all niggas, y'all niggas is the originators of this shit on a scale that nobody could ever duplicate. So how you point the finger at this nigga? Misdirection, misinformation, and confusion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the essence of political science. They, they, there's a science to politics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit, when you owe a nigga a whole bunch of money, you better start talking about something else, nigga. <laughs> man, they don't give a fuck about China, man. They like China, man. They, you know what I'm saying? They got enough for China. That's why they let them get all that motherfucking debt and shit. Ain't nobody about to owe me no motherfucking couple of trill. Like, how much money is $2 trillion, $2, 3000000000000 trillion? That means, nigga, you ain't going to pay me. That's what the fuck that means. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So corporate espionage, <laughs> nigga. They've been spying on shit, nigga. They done broke the deal, nigga. Nigga says you let a nigga get two hundred trillion with you, like two trillion. You let a nigga get two trillion in your pocket. So if he couldn't you know get that first trillion, you have to five. <laughs> Damn. You let. What about that first trillion, my nigga? You ain't go for that. <laughs> Trillion. I don't think nigga can even really fathom how much money that's supposed to be. I'm going to say not how much it is, how much money that's supposed to be. Two trillion. Shit, I'm going to keep it trill. I don't <laughs> even try, nigga. <laughs> Two trillion? It's like a nigga just made some shit up. Like, oh, you buy one gazillion, B. I think I'm, I'm racked up with a couple hundred in my pocket, <laughs> nigga. You really shit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. When they use them big numbers, man, that's to substitute, like, 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 for example, if they try to put a price tag on how much it costs to build the pyramid, 
they can't, you know, they oh, they can only use that as a symbol to translate time and effort. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it took time and effort to build that shit. You see what I'm saying? When they talk about how much money it costs to build it out, that's the resources that it took to provide for those individuals. But those individuals are the ones who completed the project. You see what I'm saying? No doubt. That's how you no, really. take credit for I spent $3 billion on this goddamn jet. No, motherfucker, it took a, a, a staff of 300 people to build that motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Time, effort, and resources. That, and it came in the symbol of money. But before, you know what I mean? It was the individuals who completed that. You see what I'm saying? No doubt. That's why they say that's why that's why they have to put the time. They focus on the time. Well, it took the it took the, the Pharaoh such and such approximately thirty five years to complete you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> they can't use the money aspect. Because even if the Egyptians used money, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the US it dollars. Symbolize what it does now, right. Right. Yeah. You about to say something, sister to me? That the Eiffel Tower is an example <laughs> of how late they came in the game of architecture and building structures, that it is an African science. I don't consider that a world wonder. I mean, the shit is fucked up. It's a skeleton, <laughs> and then you got the nerd that had his shit tilted. That's that bullshit yeah. right there. That should be a disgrace. That should have took that shit down. And that's the white man with his propaganda, dude. He gonna take some fucking. No pyramid. <laughs> he goes. He gonna create some shit that's fucked up and tell you the part that's fucked up is the part that makes it original. Like that's that's where the value is. But really, it just shows your lack of architectural ingenuity. You fucking clown. Listen, it's from a people who got a reread <laughs> as they smartest motherfucker, man. Fuck it. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Because we all know that Eiffel Tower will not surpass the test of time because they got to constantly touch it up every year or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they do the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> up that <laughs> Yeah, like they do the... Uh, what's the joint in... Uh, so, That's your so liberty. Oh, okay. That shit need a kickstand. <laughs> so y'all got me rolling over here, man. <laughs> Out of control. This is fucked up, man. This time is up. You know what I'm saying? We just gotta be prepared, man. You gotta be prepared because this motherfucker really out of out of ideas. He out of resources. Now he's just rolling on straight military might, which really that's what it was in the beginning. But uh, motherfucker and ran his course, man. He's done. But now you got to be prepared to bang because the aggression level is getting ready to go off the fucking charts. You're going to have to pretty much expect just, you know what I mean, outright blood in the streets, man. You got to even start thinking like that. Me, personally, that's how I think. Like, anytime I'm out, you know what I'm saying, I'm pretty much expecting any type of conflict. 
whether it be from a police officer or just the average fucking white citizen. You know what I'm saying? When I'm around them, I feel like, you know what I mean, it's going to be uh, an altercation. I'm always kind of in the mode of, uh, you know what I'm saying, preparation, anticipating what these motherfuckers might do just based on uh, the construct as we live in right now, man. This is an unstable time, so most of us got to really be prepared. And long term, our brother born, y'all been saying, get you some water, you know what I'm saying? Uh, have your little emergency kit put together. You know what I'm saying? You got to be prepared for the worst case scenario because it's pretty much shit's coming to a close far as these motherfuckers' uh, ability to be able to govern shit that didn't already fucked it up. It's like Rome collapsing and shit. This is why you're seeing all of these heavy pushes for homosexuality, transgender. Uh, pretty much, you can, you can just turn on the TV now on basic channel and just see homosexual activity as if it's normal and shit. You know what I'm saying? There's no, no holes barred, no punches being held no more. During an all-out blitz, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, they scrambling for power. So, I say, you know, prepare your mind and your body. And just be ready for war, man, at any moment. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And you, you just put another idea in my mind. You, you ever heard uh, people lecture like, on the Revolutionary War, and they say that uh, they 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 tell us they teach us in school that the British lost, but the British remained in America for twenty years after the war. Y'all heard this before? No, I heard I heard something I can't say right for uh, verbatim, but I heard something similar. This, I this, this idea that Britain still runs America, right? Mm-hmm. Now I watched this. Uh, old war documented and I forgot to mention this earlier and shit. One of the main things that happened during World War Two for America was this was the creation of the American military industrial complex in World War Two because they had to compete after they knew what they was facing in World War One, right? At the end of World War Two, when Truman dropped the two bombs and when he dropped when he dropped the first bomb, he waited three days before they dropped the second one. That's some cold shit, right? I thought they dropped them both at the same time or, you know, a day or two apart. He waited hey, Cold shit. This made America, this comes from a cracker, the new top dog on the block because Europe was in shambles. And that after World War II, this is the first concept, the concept of American imperialism taking place. And after from World War Two to now, I think America's been in 87 wars with like 90, 91 countries. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What makes it imperialism, what makes it imperialism is because they're over there setting up Western type of uh, infrastructure. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And using Western money. They're using American money there. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're taking it upon themselves to dictate to other countries. They're taking it upon themselves to say we are the world police. We'll decide 
we can run shit. We'll decide if we want to get involved in some. Excuse me. They will decide when they want to run shit. They will decide when they want to get involved in some shit. And gonna decide what you should be involved. Oh, they did that. They did that with Saddam. They did that with Gaddafi. I mean, they've done that. Yep. They did that with uh, the Haitian former president. Aristide. Aristide. Mm. They tried it with Hugo Chavez. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know why it's working a little better than British imperialism? They only the only difference I see in it is British imperialism is a monarchy imperialism, so you have to still answer to the queen, right? So mm-hmm. after we civilize you people and, you know, create your cities and your infrastructure, we're gonna choose a head motherfucker for y'all and this head motherfucker will have the luxury of flying to Great Britain and meeting the Queen. You see what I'm saying? With this American imperialism it creates this illusion of democracy. So it's not a totalitarian society with a monarchy in place. It's democratic. So you you can vote the motherfucking tyrant. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not put in place because of royalty. He's put in place because you voted for him. Mm-hmm. And shit, he just happened to be related to royalty. There you go. See? <laughs> and another ill See? one that they did was Noriega. That I think that might be the illest that they've done so far. Well, no. Maybe killing Saddam. But you actually went into another country, took their president by force, and imprisoned him in your country. And no United Nations got involved, no no nothing. And where'd the money go? Okay now. Same place that money went with Saddam. Nine billion just up in Milson. Under the sitting president that Paul what was his name? Bush appointed him, Paul something. He was the sitting president, and $9 billion just disappeared. They was like, yo, what happened to the money? He like, yo, I can't call it, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> some real shit, just like that. You said nine million or nine billion? I said billion. Billy. I said three. He like, yo, I can't call it, man. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and shit. <laughs> I Let me get back to you. Y'all motherfuckers here. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Now, where is that at again? That's off the top of my head. I'm about to get his full name right now. Okay. What? 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 Where was that at? What was the location? That was in Iraq. That's right after uh, 
Saddam was captured. They pulled the statue down of him. You know, oh, they had okay. that all on TV. Bush appointed an active president. Crack a bitch uh-huh. from over here named Paul. Yeah. I don't even recall. Uh, he might have been in his cabinet. Not for sure about that one. But it was under you. him that $9 billion uh-huh. disappeared. Yeah. Then you had an ill cache of weapons that bounced. Don't nobody know what happened to it. Hmm. Fuck you go take over a motherfucker's country and then put one of your own in as the active president. <laughs> Do I say crazy as hell? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna have Gangster, a point. Nigga. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. Just hold up a minute. We gonna we gotta run some shit. I'm gonna let he. He's the man right now. You y'all see him? Anything you need, you see him. He he gonna take care of you. <laughs> but we they like he only speak our language. We gotta translate it. We gotta translate. It, it's cool. It's cool. All right, I got a couple more countries to motherfucker hit. You know what I'm saying? So holler back. You know what I'm saying? Email me. Email me. I'm out. Oh, shit. Straight gangster, nigga. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get up rain. or what? <laughs> Get you feel me? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This rain is up, man. There ain't too many okay. places. Yeah. Got his name. Paul Brenner. B-R-E-R-N-E-R. With pointy nose ass, small hat, huh? He was appointed as presidential envoy to Iraq, May 9, 2003. The presidential envoy. That should sound close to invoice. Get all them treasures. You said Brenner says B R E N N E R. Brenner or Brenner? Well, you know, I pronounced it how I pronounced it. That's why I spelled it, just nah. in case. Yeah, I know. You say B. Was it double N or was it M E R? B R E M E R or B R E M E R? B R E M E R. Okay, okay. Brimmer. Excuse me. Gotcha. I said oh, Brimmer. With I N, my you bad. You cool. Yeah. These motherfuckers, man. I, I hate to change the subject, but I, I have to follow up on. Something was brought up on the last show. I'm not for sure um, who had shared a story with um, Ebola, in case Ebola popping back up. But I had mentioned yeah. how we dealt with the show um, because uh, some it was a question about what the symptoms was or something like that. Yeah, that was me. Like oh, okay, cause, but... Brother Cause brought it up. Okay. Um, okay but I just want to share with the family a, a little information on that. Um it comes from filoviruses or fil- filamentosis viruses. Okay, um, they display unusual variability in shape, 
Some are branched, others are fish-hooked or U-shaped, and still others are circular. They contain negative senses RNA. I'll leave that part. Let me skip that part. Well, no, that's good information. Somebody can look it up. It contains negative sense RNA in a helix capsid and vary in length from 30 to 400, excuse me, 4,000 milliliters. Or millimeters, excuse me. Two filoviruses have been associated with human diseases. The Ebola virus caused outbreaks of hemorrhagic fever first in 1976, with a mortality of 88% 88 in Zaire, 51% in the Sudan. Nearly one-fifth of the population of rural areas of Central Africa have antibodies to Ebola. Now, that's very interesting. Transmission is person-to-person. A 1995 outbreak of Ebola of, of Ebola virus in Zaire became world news. More than 200 cases were documented, with a mortality rate of 75%. The Marburg, this is which is interesting here, and this will tie into uh, partially to what Brother Minkarai brought up earlier, dealing with the Nazis and the German scientists. Okay, um, the Marburg virus was first recognized in Germany when technicians preparing monkey kidney cell cultures died of a hemorrhagic disease. Nosocomal Marburg virus infections have since been encountered with a mortality of 25%. Hemorrhage into skin, mucous membranes, and internal organs, death of cells of the liver, lymph tissue, kidneys, and gonads, and brain edema also have been observed. Edema is swelling, and nosocomal uh, refers to the the nose, just so the family knows in case someone doesn't. The virus has been isolated directly from monkeys and from laboratory inoculation of guinea pigs. Excuse me, inoculation of guinea pigs. Okay? That's from the cracker bees. It's very interesting. So I just want to share that with the family. Give the symptoms and such. Black power. Mm. See the cracker bees involved, huh? Messing with the monkey? Germany. <laughs> German scientists. And then it mysteriously starts in Africa, first case, 1976. But thank goodness we got some people there that got antibodies to it. It's a beautiful thing. Hmm. Man, what'd you say? Its origin was where? Germany. Uh, it was. Uh, hold on, let me. Oh, I'm sorry, but hold on for a minute. Um, it was classified initially as the Marburg virus and was first recognized in Germany when technicians 
preparing monkey kidney cell cultures, died of a hemorrhagic disease. Ebola is a hemorrhagic disease. Mm. They develop symptoms of hemorrhagic fever, including fever, muscle aches. Most patients experience respiratory and kidney problems, abdominal pain, sore throat, severe bleeding as well, because the blood of Ebola patients cannot clot properly. Bleeding occurs from needle injection sites, the digestive system, internal organs, and the skin. The virus is spread by direct contact with bodily fluids. What about AIDS? That's called an omission right there because you just, if, if I'm not mistaken, you said that it was first identified in Europe, not identified in this natural state where it exposed someone in the, in, in the sense of a corpse or a hospital patient coming in. But its first observation is reported by scientists already fucking with some shit. Is that what you just said? That's what I just said, and what's interesting to show you how to get down now, because remember now, this is out of my microbiology book, right? This is what they they, they teach you, right? Oh, you, you, I love how you have brought into my consciousness omissions and admissions, because what is an omission in this paragraph is the date of that in Germany. Now, that would require you now looking that up on your own, but that is very interesting. They will tell you when the first case happened in Africa, 1976. So why don't you tell me about this Marbury virus incident when it was first recognized? Some scientists fucking with monkeys and shit end up with a hemorrhagic disease bleeding out the eyes and all ports, you know, skin, shit like that. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Same exact symptoms to the T. But now it's called Ebola. It's in Africa. That's some good research you did, sister. Because ain't no monkeys in Europe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> except the motherfucking European himself. Well, except for him. Yeah, he's the, he didn't kill all of them. <laughs> 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 but to my knowledge, ain't no n- native primates in regards to monkeys or apes in Europe. So, for like you said, they they were fuck. They found this shit. Their first observation of this virus was when they were fucking with. They, that's a lab. So the monkeys that they were studying wasn't from Europe. But I was telling you when they first created this shit, really, and when they first introduced it on the foreign population was in Africa, nineteen sixty. Wow. Yeah, that's some good research right there. Black power to feed on the ground because this is just a repeat from the show that the family did. You know what I mean? And y'all, uh, I have to say, the feed on the ground family pushes other feed on the ground family member to, uh, you know, dig in on things. And and so that's respect to each and every one of the family members. Black power. Black power. Oh. Yeah. African proverb for that right there. Let me see what I got right here. 
Learning expands great souls, the Nibian proverb. To get lost is to learn the way, African proverb. By crawling, a child learns to stand, an African proverb. If you close your eyes to facts, you will learn through accidents. Ooh, that's a good one. Let me say that again. If you close your eyes to facts, you will learn through accidents. He who learns teaches. Wisdom is wealth. Wisdom is like a bobble tree. No one individual can embrace it. Mm. The fool speaks, the wise man listens. Wisdom does not come overnight. Somalian problem. The heart of the wise man lies quiet like limpid water. Mm. Cameroon. Wisdom is like fire. People take it from others. <laughs> Black fire. <laughs> that was a good Here go one more. Here go one more. In the moment of crisis, the wise man builds bridges and the fool builds dams. Mm. That's deep. One who causes others misfortune also teaches them wisdom. Mm. What you help a child to love can be more important than what you help him to learn. Mm. Did they say how many uh, Ebola viruses that there are within the genus. I'm looking at some here, and it says, like, <clears throat> Ebola virus, formerly designated Zaire Ebola virus, is one of five known viruses within the genus Ebola virus. Four of five known Ebola viruses, including Ebola, cause a severe and often fatal uh, hemorrhagic or hematic fever in, in, in humans and other mammals known as Ebola virus disease, which would be EBD. So they say EB, EBOV, Ebola, and they got EBD. This is uh, Ebola virus has caused the majority of human deaths from EBD and is the cause of the 2013-2015 Ebola virus epidemic in West Africa, which has resulted in at least 28,638 suspected cases and 11,315 confirmed deaths. Ebola virus and its genus were both originally named for the Zaire now the Democratic Republic of Congo, the country where it was first described and at first suspected to be a new strain of closely related Marburg, Marburg viruses. The virus was renamed Ebola virus in 2010 to avoid confusion. Ebola virus is a single member of the species Zaire Ebola virus, which is the 
which is the type species for the genus Ebola virus family. Uh, Philo, Philoviridae. Filoviruses or filamentosis. Say that, say that again. Well, I'm I'm going from my book with what I read earlier. Um, okay. Filoviruses uh, or filamentosis viruses. About this says what from species or genus from the Ebola virus family, the Filoviridae or order mono The natural reservoir of Ebola virus is believed to be bats, particularly fruit bats, and is primarily transmitted between humans and from animals to humans through bodily fluids. The EBOV genome is a single-strand RNA, approximately 19,000. Uh, nucleotides long. It encodes seven structural structural proteins, nucleoproteins, uh, polymerase, uh, cofacto, VP35, and VP40. Transcription uh, activator, VP30, VP24, and RNA-dependent RNA polymerase L. Because of its high mortality rate, uh, up to 83 to 90%, the EB, EBOV is also listed as a select agent, World, 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 World Health Organization risk group, group four pathogen requiring biosafety, yada, yada. Um, brother, did you mention EBV? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, see, um, that article is very interesting because oh. EBV refers to Epstein-Barr virus. Does that say that there? Um. And that's also known as the human human herpes virus. Now, in terms of categorization, categorizing, excuse me, because I don't even think that's a word. Categorizing uh-huh. shit. Categorizing. It, right. It falls under cardiovascular, lymphatic, and systemic diseases because of the effects, like EBV, you know, that affects the lymphocytes. Mm-hmm. Gave the description of what the um, Mar, uh, Marsberry, which I'm glad that was in there. That part was, uh, it coincided, which uh, was is Ebola. Had the same characteristics, same thing, and as you read, changed. They changed the name officially in the um, mid two thousands. Um, but that's that's what they're referring to when they say EBV. So they're giving it a classification because there has to be symptoms that are similar because EBV again is the Epstein Barr virus or human herpes virus. No doubt. I don't even think I said EBV. You put it, so you, you bring in that. They said the EBOV and the EVV. And what they have in common, as you have mentioned, um, uh-huh. in most cases of this uh, infectious mononucleosis, what it has in common with the Ebola or 
the Marsberry is the nosocomial because that is the nasal passageway, you know. Mm-hmm. And this here affects um, the nasal passageway, in this case, oral, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like what we're talking about sound like they took this shit back to the lab and expounded on it to try to pretty much enhance his capabilities. And then but that shit back. I, I'm going by what they told me. They told me that yeah. they was fucking with some monkey kidney cells. They didn't tell me everything that happened. They just yeah. gave me that little piece. Mm-hmm. And those that was fucking with all of a sudden came up with this hemorrhagic disease. No doubt. Which they call Marsberry. Both, um... Which then lets you know that that happened before yeah. 1976. Just want to throw yeah. that out there. Both, um, both, um, both of diseases though they have origins in, in animal, meaning it didn't start in humans. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. They splicing human DNA and that shit. Like, would you say herpes? Herpes came with herpes or syphilis come from sheep, right? I'm not for sure, King. That beast fucking with them sheep. I would have to look that up. Mm-hmm. I was just pointing that out to say, like, if you notice, a lot of these diseases that are super viruses now, if you if you really look at the origin of them, there there are their origin began in a non-human. You know what I mean? Then you got to ask the question: How did? Because a lot of sicknesses we have. You know, each species have their own ailments. You know what I mean? How mm-hmm. how did how did the DNA connect? How did we how were we susceptible to catch it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The bacteria is different. Bacteria don't give a fuck who it is, but viruses hide in the immune systems because they have a, they 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 have knowledge of the immune system. You see what I'm saying? And that knowledge comes in the sense of experience. Meaning the, the bacteria or the, the viruses experience that host before. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the funny thing I'm seeing here is every time, like, <clears throat> all right, I want to read this real quick. Uh, the history and nomenclature it says Ebola virus was first identified as a possible new strain of. Marburg virus in 1976. At the same time, the third team introduced the name Ebola virus derived from the Ebola River where the 1976 outbreak occurred. The International Committee on Taxonomy of Viruses identifies Ebola virus as a species Zaire Ebola virus, which included into the genus Ebola virus family Silivaride, uh, order mono, mono uh, agavarels. Uh, so then they saying the genus is what? Either Bola virus, uh, the family Silivaride, and the order uh, mono. Gavarile, Gavar, 
Gav, Gav Virales. Gav Virales. Um, the name Ebola virus was derived from the Ebola River, uh, a river that was first thought to be in close proximity to the area of the Democratic of Congo, previously called Zaire, uh, where the 1976 Ebola virus outbreak occurred. Uh, okay. In 2000, the virus name was changed to the Zaire Ebola virus. And in 2002, two species Zaire Ebola virus. However, most scientific articles continue to refer to Ebola virus or use the term Ebola virus and Zaire Ebola virus in parallel. Consequently, in 2010, a group of researchers recommended that the name Ebola virus be adopted for a subclassification within the species Zaire Ebola virus with the corresponding abbreviation EBOV. Previous abbreviations for the virus were EBOV hyphen Z for Ebola virus Zaire and ZEBOV for Zaire Ebola virus or Zaire Ebola Ebola virus. In 2011, the ICTV explicitly rejected the proposal from 2010, the 2010.010BV, uh, to recognize this name as ICTV does not designate names uh, for subtypes, variant, strains, or other subspecies level groupings. At present, ICTV does not officially recognize Ebola virus as a tax, taxonomic rank and rather continues to use the recommended only the species designation Zaire Ebola virus. So it's like motherfuckers is trading off different names for the virus based on who got the patent on this shit. Almost like, okay, nigga, this our shit. And like, well, we, we, we coming up with this strand. And like, well, we ain't recognizing that strand. You know what I'm saying? We getting money to deal with this particular joint. So it's almost like motherfuckers is fighting for notoriety over who, who this shit belongs to. Mm-hmm. On a certain level, and I think it's also too to separate distance from it being man created in Germany in that goddamn lab. Separating no distance doubt. from what it being the Marsbury fucking virus. And mm-hmm. I've, I've figured out why um, that first part that you had read, the first other article dealing with this, um, why they had brought in the EBV, the Epstein Barr or the human herpes virus is because they are all classified under viral systemic diseases, okay? That would also mm-hmm. include such things as yellow fever. Mm-hmm. Did a car drop? Black Power. Black Power. Okay, okay, okay. I know it's getting close. Yellow fever. Mhm. Mhm. Because as they said, it's a sy- systemic. You know what I mean? They got another one on um, Daniel virus fevers. 
RNA or virus fevers. Para of virus infections. Colorado chick fever. All of these are classified under that one thing, along with the EBV and the Marsberry Ebola. And there you saying, because it, 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 I think it's Marburg, but that's a German fucking name, so you know that they already put their fucking tag on that shit by just using this particular scientist's name. Marburg. That's what happened, that kid. Uh-huh, no doubt, no doubt with you. Crazy though. And then I don't even know. Like, remember when we was doing the show when we, the show was done, and and uh, God damn, Brother Boone was going over all these scientists, these biochemical scientists that was coming up dead and shit. And some of them was working on particular. Uh, they was working on vaccines for this Ebola virus, cures and shit for this shit. They was coming up dead than a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll get a chance, man. I want, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all checked it out. Uh, uh, Bob Maddox got a lecture. It's called the Prison Industrial Complex. I just seen that shit today. Yeah, that's classic. Oh, man. He hit some thorough shit. But the main thing I was peeping, how he was saying this country is is is, is, is ran on fear and, and, and unsuccessful solutions to problems such as poverty and, 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 and you know what I'm saying, disease and some of this shit we talk about now. He, like, motherfuckers got killed for trying to find solutions for this shit because the system runs on pretty much the the victims of this type of shit. You gotta have this shit. The way America's set up, it runs on fear. It runs on feeding off of the emotions of the masses. So they don't want no cure for poverty, homelessness, hunger, all that shit. And like that shit gotta be here. They need that shit. And motherfuckers that try to come up with cures and find out uh, solutions for this shit end up dead as fuck. He was just, he touched on some real deep shit. I didn't even know uh, Baba Maddox was as thorough, thoroughly knowledgeable as he was. I thought he was mainly into law. And I just peeped him like the motherfucker really on, 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 you know, a whole lot about everything and shit. He could just as much be on some cultural shit as far as like with Dr. Ben and, and, and Dr. Clark and them on for real. If he really, if he wanted to go those routes. That's how I feel. But he do. He do go yeah, here, too. No doubt. I done been to a few of his lectures. Uh-huh. I done been to a few of his lectures. He could he solely, me. like, go into that. Like, he could be like, okay, I'm just going to be an African historian and shit. A world historian. But he doing it, you know what I'm saying, law first, and then I, I incorporate everything else in what I'm doing. But, the, but, but his knowledge. He comes more from an African historical perspective. But, no doubt. You know, but what I'm saying is, he, I'm sorry. Uh, no, nah, I'm saying I didn't know he was that versed with his shit. Like he really could be a straight historian if he wanted to, and do the shit that you know. What I'm saying straight stick to that. But you know, what I'm saying 
he got he got a piece of everything along with the law. I thought he was kind of just on the law shit. And That's I, what I'm trying to tell you, brother. I'm yeah. trying to tell you that he is that. Remember yeah, what no the HELP acronym stands for. History, uh-huh. ethics, logic, and philosophy. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Three books he said everybody should have. The Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. A Black Law Dictionary. Dictionary. And then mm-hmm. Sung Shoes, All the War. No doubt. Yeah, but that was thorough. That was a classic. But, uh, <sighs> thorough shit. Oh, yeah, so it seems like they passing this shit around, sis. Niggas is trying to take credit for this shit at the same time, like you said, trying to keep their hands off, though. Because I don't see what, 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 what I don't see the uh, purpose unless, like, with all the name changes. If it was this, if y'all got it classified as this, why are you changing the classification 2000, 2002, uh, 2010, 2011, and then this particular particular medical corporation is not going to acknowledge if y'all calling it this, they're only going to acknowledge it as this. That's kind of, you know what I mean? That's suspect as fuck. Convenient, if anything. <laughs> Feel me? So you can't pinpoint nobody and shit. But the connection, I'm listening to y'all facts, and I'm, I'm like, the connection that, that links the European, these natives, if, whether it be in Africa or South America or in Asia, they eat monkeys, right? It's part of their cuisine. The only person who's over there wanting to capture them and study them are anthropologists and biological anthropologists. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And that's the connection right there. And it really, y'all just put some insight, like really, are they really looking for species that are closer to us, you know, and, and mimicking diseases that, you know, don't exist in the human family and then splicing, you, you see what I'm saying? That's, that's the mm-hmm. anthropological, because, they have a whole primate ecology class you have to take when you go to anthropology, even if you're not, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a general ed part of the curriculum. You have to take, a, you know, so you start, you learn all the primates, the, the apes, the monkeys, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just learning the knowledge of them. Now, if you're going into um, by the biological, you know, the, the, the forensic part of it, then you're going to have to know the anatomy of, of the monkey, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like when y'all was mentioning this, like like a lot of these diseases or these viruses, their origin lies in other species. Meaning it's a, it's a, it's a virus that's indicative of only this species. You see what I'm saying? And no one asked the question if they've been eating them this long. Come on, how this shit just pop? You know what I mean? No doubt. Oh, that's why I think it's hot. Okay, King. No, nah, I wasn't saying nothing. I'm just, I'm just agreeing with what he's saying. That's why I think it ties in when he was talking about the Nazi scientists. Okay, because this is the kind of work they was doing. 
That's right up the buyout. The, the German, the German is 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 the uh, premier scholar in the Western world, in the European world, when it comes to biology. And if you really analyze the shift, the shift in warfare has really went towards biological warfare now too. Uh, on one hand, it's, it's too risky, you know, to use an atom bomb with all the integration right now. You see what I'm saying? Because even the white folks is integrated. But you can introduce a biological context and you control the desired effect a lot better if you got a cure for it. You see what I'm saying? And 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 you can all and it's less uh like if an atom bomb if a nuclear bomb you know a nuclear explosion happens there can only be one you know a reactor or somebody dropped the bomb when you use uh, uh disease as warfare you can always leave the, leave the speculation like it's, it's a natural event it's some kind of natural phenomenon we don't know how it happened how it got here but it's here. So that that that, that cover up tracks to who would do this shit. You know what I mean? I said. And you know, like I said, everything tied back in. This tied right back in to Flint, Michigan. You see what I'm saying? The poison in the water. No doubt. Okay. Now, so far it's found that the Marsboro virus first recognized. See, that don't mean when it was first discovered. No doubt. That says something different, first recognized. In 1967, when outbreaks of hemorrhagic fever occurred simultaneously in laboratories in Marburg and Frankfurt, Germany, and in Belgrade, Yugoslavia. 31 people became ill, initially laboratory workers, followed by several medical personnel and family members who had cared for them. I'm going to put this in the um, hangout. Mm-hmm. They use it on their own people first and shit. I'm going. I'm far. I'm. I'm going in in the science fiction with this one, but you know, all science fiction has come reality now, so we can't put none of it to doubt. But the new virus they seem to be really fascinated with, with really, 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 really. I mean, they use Hollywood and all that shit. That residential evil shit. The the zombie virus, you know. <laughs> Okay, man. They wanted they wanted they wanted to induce a virus that has psychological effects as well in regards to ha- having us kill each other off. Mm-hmm. So that's what it sounds like when y'all hear y'all talking about that virus when you said those how many you said thirty two, forty two people? <laughs> mhm. 
like you see that movie where that motherfucking scientist in that uh, uh, Residents of Evil, he was at the bottom of the little, they like four miles underground, that nigga dropped that vial. They had to isolate and lock that whole motherfucker down. Because <laughs> according to what you just read, they weren't eating those monkeys. So how'd they get exposed? How'd they get sick? They were experimenting with that shit. They're not telling me when it started. First recognized in 1976. The Marburg virus affects both humans and non-human primates. I put that in the hangout too. This this article wanted to a different source because I find it interesting that all I can get is first recognized. Yeah, you gonna have to tweak it a little bit. Like like they may say, okay, how do apes get it, or how do the primates catch it? I'm going to try that, Brother Mickelroth. Thank you. Yeah, try that. And if you have a problem finding out how the fucking, how the apes even get, because if the apes have it naturally, and if they say it's among us and them, then you will see individuals having, it will, it will, be, it will be in genetics. You see what I'm saying? Okay. This is from the CDC. Or something in the byline about green monkeys. Like you said, sis, they said a total of 31 people became ill with it, including 25 lab workers. So they was fucking around with this shit. Like you said, running experiments on this shit. Because the first people to get sick with it, the motherfuckers who was experimenting on it, where they put that shit out there. Okay, this is very evasive, but this does give something here. Uh, animal host. It appears that the filoviruses are zoonotic. That is, transmitted to human from ongoing life cycles in animals other than humans. Say that one more time, sis. It appears that filoviruses are zoonotic. That is transmitted to humans from ongoing life cycles in animals other than humans. Okay, like what they mean, they saying life cycles, though. That's like cold terminology and shit. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that one out right there. Mm-hmm. Ongoing life cycle. Like, were they reproducing this shit in different, like, having them reproduce after they gave them this shit? Well, 
I was saying bodily fluids. They are ongoing life cycles. Okay. They are living cells. Ongoing. Mm-hmm. So you talking about feces then, huh? All right. That's real too. <laughs> if they would have sex with a dog, am I to not believe they would have sex with a monkey? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is what this is generally accepted that the Marburg virus is zoonotic, and then it got in parentheses animal bone, animal born. Okay, virus. Where they get the fruit bats from, though? That's where they killing me at. They saying fruit bats. Well, that's recent. Uh huh. That's recent. The fruit bat thing. Uh huh. That's that Cujo shit right there. Huh? <laughs> they say fruit bats are considered the natural host of the virus. Monkeys are susceptible to the Marburg virus infection, but are not considered to be reservoir hosts as they die rapidly once infected. <clears throat> that is to try to throw you off because yeah. it separates Ebola as if it's something different from Marburg. And also, it it says, you know, oh, the one I'm looking at right now, that their origin was undetermined until recently when the Marburg virus and Ebola virus were detected in fruit bats in Africa. I don't buy that. Uh, I feel you. Because you don't even tell me the origin. You feel me? How it went down. This this started mm-hmm. in Europe. And fruit. Fruit bats is vegetarians, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the fruit? It's in the fruit? Well, I mean... <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, they said the bubonic plague for rats. It came from fleas that was on the rats, right? But you were still... They were still able to, you know, track the source. We don't get no. We got a isolated case in Europe, Germany, and it's very isolated because it's not a natural phenomenon. It's it's in the controlled environment. It's in the fucking laboratory, which is not by coincidence because you you could have been creating that shit and got the desired effect. That's the first time it was recognized in that context. Then it just pops up. Viruses don't do that, especially. not in Africa with African people, because Africans are all people. My, okay, let's 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 exclude the human factor. Let's let's, let's stay with the monkeys. Monkeys been here long too. Now they they got pictures of of, of monkeys dying and how I mean, what are the symptoms in the cases of monkeys? Say that again. What's the the symptoms? Like okay, like when a dog, you know, you ever seen a dog that had mane on him? His hair is peeling off. You know, you don't. It's contagious. You don't fuck with him. What are the conditions or the symptoms 
Let's, let's look at the ape factor. Let's try to see how the apes got this virus, and then while we're doing that, what are the symptoms? Do apes die from this virus? And if so, how, are they dying like humans? That's a good question. And I'm using the bubonic plate as an example because bubonic plate, they thought, well, what was coming along with the ships when they were coming over? Well, it was also rats. Okay, rats are also filthy, but they were also able to see that a lot of them rats were sick and they had some fleas. You see what I'm saying? So let's, let's look at if the source is monkeys, then we got a case of monkeys infecting other monkeys, right, who are infected a human. But let's look at the infected monkeys. How are these monkeys getting infected? Or are they all infected? And I'm looking at same thing for the fruit bat. You use the same thing for the fruit bat. How are these fruit bats catching it? See what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But the funny thing is this. I'm looking at this fucking recorded outbreaks on this chart. It says years. These are the first recorded outbreaks of it. It says years. 1967, country, Germany, and Yugoslavia. Apparent or suspected origin, Uganda. Reported number of cases, 31. Reported number of deaths, 7. Outbreak setting. Simultaneous outbreaks occurred in laboratory workers who had handled imported African green monkeys. This is in 1967. Then it says the next reported case, 1975, Johannesburg, South Africa, Zimb- uh, apparent or suspected origin, Zimbabwe. Reported number of cases, three. Reported number of deaths, one. Uh, outbreak setting, a young man who had recently traveled through Zimbabwe was admitted to hospital in Johannesburg and later died. Infection transmitted uh, infection transmitted to his traveling companion, a nurse, uh, to his traveling companion and a nurse, both whom recovered. And you got, this is all, this is 1975, now you got 1980. Uh, Kenya, uh, origin, Apparent or a suspected origin, Kenya. Um, number of cases, two. Reported number of deaths, one. Uh, a male patient with a recent travel history, including a visit to Kitam Cave in Kenya's Mount Elgon National Park. The doctor who attempted... Uh, was this? Resuscitation became infected but recovered. Then we go 1987. Uh, let me see what country, Kenya, apparent or suspected origin, uh, Kenya. Number of, of cases we got, was this? One. Number of reported deaths, one. A met, well, who's this? First large, okay, hold on. Okay, 
a fatal case occurred in a 15-year-old boy, Danish, a 15-year-old Danish boy who had been in Kenya for one month. He had visited Katum K in uh, Mouth uh, Elgon National Park. Okay, then you get uh, what is it? 1998 to 2000. So now before then, you got numbers. It's okay, one person, two persons, three persons. At most, before then, you got 31 people with a case, seven seven deaths total. So then you get to 1990, motherfucking eight. You got the Democratic of Republic of of Congo. uh, suspected place of origin, uh, Dur- Durba, the DRC, um, that would be Democratic Republic of the Congo. So this is Durba. Now you got 154 cases, reported cases, and then your deaths are 128. The first large outbreak of Marburg under natural conditions, majority in young male workers at a mine in Durba. Cases also detected in neighboring village and among family members. Let's see, that line is dangerous because that would imply the lie about the fruit bats. Uh-huh. Okay, because they be in mines and caves. The um, thing that I'm finding fascinating is that I cannot find any case of it being identified and what they're called the green African monkey or the gravette monkey um, mm-hmm. prior to it being yeah. first described in 1967. Mm-hmm. So that then takes me right back to the Nazi German scientist that Brother Minkara spoke on. Mm-hmm. And I'm, my thing is, okay, it ain't until 1998 where you start seeing numbers in the hundreds, and then you seeing death tolls in the hundreds, and this is all in, in, in Africa. Before then, like you said, your first batch was those thirty, those twenty-five of the thirty-one laboratory uh, laboratory workers, and only seven of them died. Uh, everybody else was like one, two, or three people caught it. At best, you was getting like one death. Then in 1998, you get 154 cases in Africa and 128 dead. Then you go to 2004 and 2005, you in Angola, uh, UEJ. Then you got, you went from 100, you went from, like I said, uh, one or two cases, one or two people dying, all from 1967. At best, you had seven deaths. Then you get to 2000. In uh, 1998, from 67 to 98, so that's about 30-something years. All of a sudden now you got deaths in the hundreds, 154, 128, 128 that died. 2004, 2005, you got cases, 374, uh, 329 of those, 374 died. Says uh, what? Largest outbreak on record, cases reported in five provinces in the majority, the majority in Lije. Uh, uh, Significant number of healthcare workers and family members affected cultural practices, civil unrest, and weakened health 
and weakened healthcare system hampered control. That's what they say, and the reason was for the death. In 2007 hit, now you got back down to four, this is in Uganda, 2007, you got four cases, two people died, mine workers in Western uh, uh, Kamwenge province. Then you go 2008, USA, Python Cave, Uganda, they said that was the uh, suspected place of origin, one person, zero death, a tourist who has visited this cave renowned for its thousands of bats. Here we go. Here we go. A tourist who visited, uh, who had visited this cave, renowned for its bats, thousands of bats became unwell after returning to the U.S. This is in 2008. So like you said, now they're trying to change the whole script and now it's fruit bats. 2008 again in the Netherlands, Python Cave, Uganda. A tourist had visited the same cave. Uh, one case, one death. 2012, Uganda, southwestern Uganda, uh, was the, they saying was the place of origin. 20 cases, nine dead. Four districts, uh, Kabale and Banda, uh, Mabar, Mabar, Mabarara, and Kampala. Then you get to what? After after that, it's just uh. Don't got no year, just says total. But they saying, I guess over this time, for total of 590 cases, 478 dead. But it's like I said, you could tell, like you said, since they they fucking with the, they skewing the origin and they're uh, skewing the the the, the, the uh, modes of infection with these bats and shit. But the numbers just jump up. Right after, right when you get to about 2000, 98, 2000, the numbers jump up from like three or four and get up to fucking 154. See, that's, not my, that's not my brother, Griff. Because, okay, okay. AIDS. It, it, it dropped when AIDS was up. And when AIDS went down, it went back up, huh? Mm hmm. While y'all talking yeah. about this, I'm thinking about like AIDS. Did y'all notice like AIDS in Africa is not at all the same like AIDS over here? Mm-hmm. That shit is aggressive. So that's the first thing I thought of when you said it went down in the '80s. You said it went down in the in the '80s. Yeah, it didn't kick in until like 1998, 2000. That's when you see like 154 cases and 128 deaths. Before that, it's like mm-hmm. in, in 87, you got one case, one death. In, in 1980, you got two cases, one death. In 1975, you got three cases, one death. And then the, 19, and then the next one is 1967. You got the 31 laboratory workers, and you, seven of them died. Then all of a sudden. Make dead on. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the question has to be asked, or what should be asked is, were there white people around? You know what I'm saying? That's the thing that has to be looked at now. Were these uh, Africans that got this man-made disease, were they in contact with white people? Were there white people around in the area? Because they're bringing it there. Yeah, I know. That's just a fact. You know what I'm saying? 
forgiven. And before the year, when Raskaz came out with that song, he put right, he put that in there. He said he said, uh, and they want to know who murdered Africa. The, who? That's who murdered Africa. Who? The World Health Organization. One no one no AIDS case in in uh, Africa since 1979. What do you say? It ain't little. It ain't little green monkeys. It's little white honkies. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that song called yeah. Order Out of Chaos. Yeah, that song Order Out of Chaos. And the Razzcast say that shit. AIDS would be a systemic disease. Spitting that classification. It comes shortly after 1967. Huh. First case of AIDS in the late 70s, 70s and shit. And look where they tried. They tried to put that shit on the green monkey. So the motherfucker contracted that shit from the green monkey. But well, now we know why. Because we know about huh. Marksburg. No doubt. Marksburg has never been mentioned in the public. But we can make the connections. Black power. Mm-hmm. And what's fucking? You know why? You know why they're they're, they're slipping right now? Because while we haven't seen the same phenomenon take place in, for example, South America. Well, you got mad green monkeys, huh? Yeah, South America has a whole genre of, of monkeys. The New World monkeys is in South America. See what I'm saying? Mhm. and this is our Europeans classified. Monkeys crawl on top of the trees. They have tails. You see what I'm saying? Whereas apes don't have tails, and apes are okay. I can never pronounce arboreal, meaning they 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 swing through trees. You see what I'm saying? Mhm. Even okay. In Southeast Asia, they have a large, they, they got some big-ass rainforest where goddamn the monkeys don't even touch the ground. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the natives eat the monkeys. Why well, we haven't, you know, you see what I'm saying? Why exclusively Africa? Okay, now. Eugenics. And what the, fuck is, what the fuck you bring the green monkey there for anyway? Like, what was, what were you trying to do? Like, why would you be experimenting on green monkeys and shit? What was, what was you doing? Eugenics. Mm-hmm. That's what they was doing. That's what the Nazi scientists was coming up with. Working on. Mm-hmm. Biological warfare. Mm-hmm. Black Power? Yeah, Black Power. Power. I know it's getting late, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. The, who, he who wins the war gets to rewrite history, and they get the mad scientists. And we got shit. They, a lot of them came over here and over here now. Implementing a lot of this shit. At that point in history, like the said, Germany Nazi didn't have no fucking uh, a board of health, you know what I mean, to, to regulate their motherfuckers' experiments and shit like that. The motherfuckers had full 
But do whatever they want to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever the fueler has, you know what I mean? Yep. Remember, they were trying to genetically bring back what they thought were prehistoric, prehistoric animals native to Germany. Wow. I mean, Hitler had, had a des- it was like a designated department. You know what I mean? He had like a designated person, person scientist to lead this shit. They put money into it. Mm-hmm. And then you think about AIDS here. How many German Nazi scientists did uh, their brother Cracker Beast Americans bring here? I know it was a hundred or something. I can't recall the exact number, but it was a shocking large number. Mm-hmm. Put them and, and this, this is my opinion, Sister Camille. The Germans had to catch up with the Americans. Americans, like I said, they when they got into medical field in a period like man, after eighteen sixty five, for example, no no, during the Civil War, if you got shot in the toe. They was amputating your leg, you know what I mean? And then over like a period of 25 years, something happened. Some crackers got the idea that they should experiment on us. You see what I'm saying? And they learned a whole lot about the human body by experimenting on slaves. The Germans didn't have their luxury. They had, you know, that's a good question. Did, did, you know, they, they, did they have a large number of slaves like over here? And to some extent, you can say they probably didn't. But what they did have was Jews. They were able, you know, they were able to basically take all the rights of the Jews away, make them nothing, make them slaves, and then experiment on them uh, uh, medically. You know what I mean? A lot of them, all of them want to get into concentration camps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because he was ordering, he was ordering, he, he ordered, uh, I think, blacks that was in Germany who were French, uh, French motherfucker, French uh, nationalists who were Africans or, in, in Germany. They were sterilized. You know what I'm saying? He was really with the genetic shit, the genetic annihilation. Uh, the retarded motherfuckers, they, they, they should be marked and just killed because they're the, uh, the waste matter of genetic potential. You know what I mean? That nigga created sperm banks <laughs> before Europeans did that. So, you know, yeah, the mad the, the mad German German scientists. And if anybody hear what we're saying, they should not say, well, this shit is far-fetched. We're talking about the motherfucker who created the nuclear bomb and the hydrogen bomb. And is in the works for something else nasty, you know what I mean? And then I watched this. Y'all got to watch that program. Then they broke down why Truman dropped the bomb on Japan. They were like, he... One of the reasons was he wanted 
even though Japan surrendered, he wanted the motherfuckers to, uh, what did he say? He said he wanted to put fear in Stalin. He wanted to show that America was the new best. <laughs> See, they had to drop those bombs so that they could show even Britain that they are the new motherfuckers. You see what I mean? American imperialism is something else. But to, to add back to the comment on, on, on uh, the disease, the only people who are openly who openly discussed their genocidal plans was the South African Calvinists. Ah, oh, what's the, uh, this is, it's all documented. Uh, all of them agreed to, you know, except for one fucking scientist and one of them came up, they were trying to come up with ways to kill off the black populations by injecting them undetectable. They caused post-mortem. They were showing hollow, hollow tipped uh, uh, knives. You see what I'm saying? So they were the, the so if the South Africans was in the, in the business of, of genocide, then it's not far fetched. You see what I'm saying? They were using biological uh, means to try to, to get that done too. I'm trying to pull this shit up. It's a good, good, good little thing going on. Hold on. Where they cut us off, and I got like three minutes, and they're gonna drop us. <laughs> Let's do what it do. But they go over how what they were doing during apartheid, and um, they got all the scientists get up there, and they I think they got some kind of reduced sentence if they basically gave up everything that they said that they were doing and shit. And all of them did, except for this blue, oh, uh, prideful cracker. He wouldn't, he wouldn't give, you know what I mean? He wouldn't, he wouldn't confess the shit. Hold on. Hmm. You know, them savages uh, still run uh, South Africa. And I think that, you know, the ANC of this time would uh could be included in who betrayed the African Revolution. Black power. White man couldn't have did it without the old house nigga, you know what I'm saying? Orchestrating that shit for him. Mandela ass niggas talking about we're going to be a multicultural nation and shit. You're supposed to share your all your territory and wealth with these intruders, these invaders, these criminals and shit. Where they do that at? Okay. Riddle you demonize your wife who's fighting for the liberation of her people on some real shit. The mother of your children who stood beside you kept your name going when you get out. You're now the president. So cool. Come on now. 
Winnie's still kicking Black power to Winnie Mandela. Black power. Winnie's still alive, Sister Winnie. You hear me, sis? Is Winnie Mandela, she's still kicking? As far as I know. I, 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 mm-hmm. I don't know. As far as I know. Mm. All that work Stephen Biko did for that nigga to sell that whole movement out like that. Know what, though? I think the American African is one of the most qualified Africans to speak on how to deal with the beast. For some reason, um, we have a greater understanding, for the most part collectively, I think, about how the European works his intentions, his styles of execution, because a lot of people get caught up when he, when he kicking all that rhetoric and all that bullshit, like old girl talking about, oh, I apologize. What I said wasn't meant to be nasty. I just mean you that they leave a lot of trash. Like they like, like they leave a lot. As, and then she said, as we already know. Like, what the fuck you mean? As we already fucking know. Okay, here we go, family. I found it. All right. White regime began using germ warfare against select targets within the black population. Now, intent that the hearing of the truth and reconciliation commission is now in session. Project Coast came to light in 1996 at the South African Truth and Reconciliation Commission. It was set up to allow victims of apartheid to testify. The commission granted amnesty to former security agents who admitted to their roles in acts of violence. Project Coast scientists testified they were developing everything from assassination tools to methods of sterilizing the black population. But Mother Basson would admit to nothing. To the district report that became available to the investigators of the Truth Commission, we report that we're clearly focused on trying to find um, toxins that could be administered to individuals and then lead to death, but that would be undetectable post mortem. I heard that shit, right? Which part? The lady said, she said, they seem to be really fascinated with finding toxins mm-hmm. that could be administered, or, you know. She's saying toxins because she don't want to implicate viruses, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That administered, undetectable, and would later cause mm-hmm. post-mortem. Yeah. And she's a confidence. A fucked up accent if you listen, you know what I'm saying? He's a fucking mm-hmm. coward.
to the research reports that became available to the investigators of the Truth Commission were reports that were clearly focused on trying to find um, toxins that could be administered to individuals and then lead to death, but that would be undetectable post-mortem. Legacy CRM platforms have made you compromise for far too long. With HubSpot CRM platform, you don't have to choose between enterprise tools that are powerful or easy to use. It gives you both, so your marketing, sales, and service teams can align with ease, accelerate sales, and anticipate every customer need. Finally, there's a CRM platform that helps you run better so you can grow better, without complexity ever getting in the way. Learn more at HubSpot.com.